Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Blog Talk Radio. Ready, set, hut, hut. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowland Eagles, letting you know. Let's try this again. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for. Cuervo, we cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. So good, we need two introductions. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, as we're here on week number nine of the NFL, as we are covering the week by week here every Sunday morning. It's the Sunday morning tradition, that being said. Hopefully we'll get our co-hosts in here soon. There's a couple things that we're going to talk about here before we get into the NFL, as there's lots of things that have happened this week. And I'm sure Cuervo would probably not argue with me there. And we're talking about the Chicago Bears breaking the curse. That's right, guys. I'm going to be honest, I didn't think that they would ever do it. Glad they did it. I didn't think they'd do it. Chicago Cubs 2016 World Series champions, and I don't know. I've been kind of in a state of euphoria, I guess you can say. As a young kid growing up, and, you know, folks, I'm almost 50. So, almost a half a century of the over a century that the Cubs did not want a championship. And I'm going to, I'm going to just say it as, as I was a little kid, I just loved baseball. It didn't mess. I, I, I had two teams, actually three. And as far as teams that I really liked, and they were obviously the ones that were in my area, the Chicago Cubs being one, the Chicago White Sox being another, and the St. Louis Cardinals. Now, during that time, I, you know, uh, moved into the Michigan area. I became a fan of the team that I was at, but always still had an allegiance for the other three. But I was a Detroit Tiger fan when they won the World Series back in the 80s. I can remember that far back. But I've always had a love for all three of those teams, the Chicago Cubs, Sox, St. Louis Cardinals. And it's the reason why I love radio so much. It's because the games were so late, you know, and I would listen to the games as 
my day of real radio, I'm talking about Airwaves Radio, I used to get the play-by-play of the Chicago Cubs and the White Sox and the St. Louis Cardinals. We lived in the area of Springfield, right in that area, uh, Pekin and Peoria, Illinois. And so at nighttime, the, the AM station airwaves went farther. So I was able to hear them, and I used to go to sleep listening to Harry Carey, uh, Jack Brickhouse, all those, you know, legendary radio guys. It's one of the reasons why I love radio so much. Still listen to a lot of radio, actually. Um, hearing the the art that is calling the game, which I, I don't hold, uh, you know, we do it here. I don't hold a stick to any of them, but we enjoy it. So we just go out and we have fun as we did uh, that. But the Chicago Cubs, World Series champions, you know, um, don't know what to say about it except for it's about time. <laughs> Excuse me. So, you know, like I said, I've been, you know, I've been kind of numb about it, but in an excitement numb. But I want to, I want to talk a little bit about uh, some things that have been going around on the internet, and one of the things that really has griped my ass. And, and, and I'm just saying it that way because it really did. It made me angry. you got to understand people to understand emotion, I think, sometimes. And I say this because there was an article that came out. Now, folks, I want you to understand what an article is compared to hearing someone talk. And I'm talking about the Cubs uh, uh, Montero. And if you read the headline of the one that came out on ESPN, it just really kind of ticks me off. It says the Cubs Miguel Montero was critical of the role during the postseason run. And first of all, before you even get into the article, you're already on a defensive coming close to being negative about this. The good thing about this is is because before this came out, I actually heard the live interview that they were talking about in this article. One of the things about the typed word, the written word, like I don't know if you've ever been in a chat with someone and someone kind of mistakes what you say because they didn't hear a tone or understand a tone. I think when you read the article I'm talking about that came out of ESPN, when you read it, it sounds horrible. I mean, it really does because you didn't hear the tone of this young man. And I I say this because when you hear the tone, he was elated that he was a World Series champion. The problem, I guess if you wanted to call it a problem, but his observation, his disappointment is is that he didn't play a bigger role. Now, I've read some of the – I commented on this silly thing because the fact of the matter is they did not hear the tone of this young man. 
they did not hear the actual interview. And if you actually hear the interview, you you'll hear the guy is excited about being a World Series champ. But, I, but all the things, all the 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 uh, comments and things of that sort, you you really missed the picture because you didn't hear the interview. It's all about tone, folks. I mean, it really is. He was more disappointed that he did not have a bigger role. Now, you're not mad at the Chicago Cubs. I mean, geez Louise. I mean, it, it, and at point you've got to be able to read through the lines as well. He's not mad at the Chicago Cubs. He just wished that he was a bigger part of it. It's called disappointment. And there's a difference between being disappointed and being critical. There is. So give this kid a freaking break. Yeah, yeah, they won the World Series without him, okay? You know, in reality, he got him to the championship. He blasted, a, you know, a, cranked out a grand, a grand salami in the champion, the NLC championship. But you, you got to give this guy a break. After that, the grand salami. Of course he wanted to be. Competitors want to compete, folks. Understand that. And. I would if I was I would have wanted more, of course. But I mean, if you want to make me out as some kind of bad guy because I would want more, I would have wanted a little bit more say of the history and stuff of that sort. Yeah, he was a belly aching. Okay, again, it's about the tone. Don't read it, hear it. He's still excited that they won that game. Okay, and everybody wants him to be politically correct and say all the right things, you know. And, and you know, in a time, oh, you know, maybe you could have waited to say that. What's the difference if you said it now compared to six months now? You're still going to rip on him. So here, the interview. But yet they just want to go by the, the typed or written word of an article and not hear well, the guy was simply elated that he was a World Series champion. Yeah, in this day of political correctness, I'm so sick of it. I mean, my God. Get off of that. And, and people will go, well, you know, politically correct. You know, to think the guy should stop complaining and you know, before he, him, and this was a quote in one of the comments at, uh, on where I was typing this, not getting his fair share, he didn't say that. That was an insertion of someone writing an article. So be careful with what you read and what is written and what's in quotations, too. Again, guys, disappointment is not complaining. Huge difference. And, and I'm going to tell you, if you want to comment on the article, fine. But don't don't blast this kid until you heard the interview. You got a hearing. Whew. That started my week out. You know, obviously, you know, I had to stay up late because I actually watched Game Seven. I'm sitting here going, there's certain things that you've got to do in life and, and in sports, and one of them is take a part of history. And you got to watch it. And history was made when the Chicago Cubs won the World Series. History was made when when they finally beat the GOAT, 
Tarot really quick, guys. Have you ever been excited and disappointed at the same time? That's how this kid was. Everybody needs to get off of Montero's ass. Everybody just needs to realize that his disappointment is not a complaint. His disappointment is, is that he's bummed out because he couldn't have been a bit bigger part of history. Although, again, the Grand Slam is huge. So everybody up on Montero's ass until you hear the interview. If you hear the interview and then you want to blast him, great. But if you want to just blast him just because of what you read on the ESPN article, remember, again, folks, tone is so huge. And if you don't hear the tone, you can't understand how this young guy felt at all. Oh, you didn't know. But in case you didn't know. Your ass better call somebody. All right, it is Cuervo still living on the high of the 2016 World Series champion. Chicago Cubs, good morning there, Cuervo. How you doing, my friend? Finally happened. We had to wait 108 years, and you saw the results, Sonny. Of I did. That's had to wait their whole lifetime. Mike. And what? I'm older you? than you. Yeah, I know, I know. And you, so you've been waiting longer than I have. And what it and, and, and the result of it is what you saw in Chicago: the seventh largest gathering of a crowd in in history. That's crazy. Five million people out there. It was amazing. I read about that. And, you know, it's crazy because it wasn't just people from the city of Chicago. I mean, I'm sure. No, people flew in for this. That's the huge thing. People flew in for this parade. Yeah. So, I mean, matter of fact, I know a couple of, uh, of uh, you know, Marines that I wanted to do it, but I you know, when I found out that it was the next day, I was like, well, so much for that idea. You know, I was, it was supposed yeah. to be on Monday. And, and and I actually had my wife look into flights, and I was going to go. Because I was like, oh, it's going to be on Monday. I've got time. I'll spend the weekend there, go see the parade on Monday, and come back to work Tuesday. But it didn't, didn't work out. But, yeah, I'm still uh, I'm still on my, uh, on my uh, championship high, if you want to say. And it's. It's 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 a I I don't know how to explain this, Sonny. It's just something that you never anticipated, you never thought you would see, and now uh-huh. it's here, and you're trying to soak it all in, and it's just you can't get enough of it. I don't know. It's like I want to sit here on ML, watch the MLB Network all weekend, and watch the the playoff games, but of course I exactly. And start, starting with starting with the National League Championship where. Uh, where they got the grand salami to get in, and I wanted to I wanted to get your take on the Montero statements that were made. Um, I don't know how much of the barrage that you heard, but more in the fact that this is a young man who's excited that he's a World Series champ, but everybody's on this guy's ass before some statements that he made about disappointment of not being able to, you know, be able to get in there a little bit more to help the team. 
you know. I and I, you know, I I can't I can't you know bash the guy. I mean, you know, everybody wants to be a part of history. I mean, you're talking about 109 years and being a now he was a big part of it to, for them to get there with the Grand Slam um, and things of that sort. But still, everybody is on Montero's ass. It's amazing. Yeah, and, and I'll and I'll be totally honest with you, Sonny. As big of a Cubs fan as I am, I've still I haven't you know taken the time to sit down and listen to the actual interview. But I tell you, I'm I'm just like the people that you were talking about when I saw the headlines. And yeah, I was like, the headlines oh, hell no. this, Yeah, I was like, oh hell no! What, what does this guy have to say? You know, and, and I started to get critical. I was like, wait a minute. I was like, well, let me take the minute to listen to this interview first and, and I'm going to do that but um, yeah, you're, you you're totally it. right you're totally right with what you said though Sonny I mean you know you can't judge the, the book by its cover and, and, and the headline is the cover but you haven't read the book yet I mean sit down listen to the interview and then judge for yourself like you said exactly. I, mean, I heard what you were and, talking about and if you about, want to like, bash him after that I'm all, all for it but I want I want people to hear the interview instead of read the written word. I mean, I've been in chat rooms so much where people and, think I I said something yeah. and, and they took it the complete wrong way because they didn't hear the tone of my voice. And that's the bad thing about text, chat, and everything else. I mean, so it, it's just one of those things. I mean, everybody can be disappointed. Yeah. It, it, it's not being critical. And, and I think you right. you know what? I think you'll appreciate the honesty more so than dig into them. Uh, if you hear the interview, mm-hmm. and uh, I, ha- I actually I forgot where I was listening to it. I know I think I know where it was. I was listening to it on a midnight show uh, in the middle of the night before the story broke up on ESPN, and I was like, "Wait a second, he wasn't critical. Uh, maybe he was critical of his role, but he wasn't critical of winning the World Series or being a part of it." Um, there is a huge, mm-hmm. big difference, and it, it's kind of yeah. crazy that they went that route, well, but they did. I'll tell you, Sonny, I, I think the, the, the reason that a lot of people are, are rushing to judgment, for, for those who really know uh, and follow the Cubs, I and mean, I'm talking follow, a lot of people don't know is that Miguel Montero was on the fence to even make the playoff roster, and then for yep. him to go and quote-unquote criticize Joe Madden for his role – uh, first of all, he shouldn't feel like he didn't have a role. That, that, that I'll, I'll say that right off the bat. For Miguel to 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 sit here and say he didn't have a big enough role, or or he wish he would have had a bigger role, dude. You hit you you won game one of the NLCS for us. Exactly. Then on top of that, on top of that, Sonny, he he scored. Well, he got the what turned out to be the World Series clinching RBI base hit. Because yep. remember, the Indians came back and scored in the bottom of the 10th. But we needed two runs in that game. Zobris got the first one, and then Montero got the second RBI in that, yep. in that top of the 10th. So, in reality, he hit the game-winning RBI to win and, the World and, Series. So and and, I can, and I do, that's the part where you can, when you see it on paper, you can go, what is this guy's problem? <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I, I mean, in reality, I get it. It's like you know, you, he shouldn't feel that way, but you can't tell a person how to feel about something. So, like I said, I got to sit down and, and and listen, like you said, you know, just listen to the tone of his voice, and really understand where he's coming from. Okay, I get exactly. it. Maybe maybe he wanted to catch more games. Maybe he wanted to start, you know, as opposed to Wilson Contreras or sure. Um, 
you know, or David to be Ross. A part yeah. of it. My God, you know, it, it, it's one thing to be in a parade of five million people celebrating a parade. You, you know, you understand your role, but when you're on a and and yes. He probably understood his role, but maybe he was disappointed by that role. It doesn't take away from the, his excitement from winning the World Series. It doesn't take away from the fact that, like you said, another RBI, you know, in the, the crane. So give the guy a break. You know, let him, you know he's not critical of Joe Madden, even though that's what ESPN says, folks. And that's what you got to be careful of. Just be careful of what you read. And, and listen to someone and understand it is where I'm coming from, and it, it should be interesting. We are here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is week number nine of the NFL season, folks. Also, don't worry, don't forget, as we are very busy on the Couch Potato Sports Show when it comes to high school football. We got the pregame show that's going to happen. We will have the pregame show for this week's playoff game for the Rowlett Eagles. It's happening on Saturday at 1 p.m. Just to let everybody know, this upcoming Saturday, six days from now, we'll be on air at 1 o'clock, but the pregame show will be up sometime Thursday night before 10 p.m. You'll have two days to soak it in as the eagle-eyed Bill Cerner and myself go over the uh, ins and outs of that game, and you'll, you'll get an opportunity. The game will be held live as we are the only ones that have been doing any Garland ISD games live. If you want to listen to them on delay after you know the score, be my guest. <laughs> it's almost like, what you know, you know, if you didn't get an opportunity to watch game seven, and you got to turn everything off, you know, it's that kind of thing um, when you already know the score going in. So uh, just also another announcement as far as that is concerned, folks. Starting next season, we'll be doing two Garland ISD games a week. So those that are in the Rowlett area who graduated from Lakeview Centennial, South Garland, North Garland, Naaman Forest, uh, Saxe, and um, uh, obviously Rowlett, and I'm missing a team. So, but that having been said, uh, Rockwell. Uh, so those that are in that area will be covering more than just the Rowlett Eagles next year. So exciting news there as far as that's concerned. You can hear myself at least. I don't know if Bill Cerner will be making it for the second game. If not, I will grab up someone uh, for color commentator on the second game. But we'll always have Bill Cerner at least with the Rowlett Eagles game. So that's some good, so good stuff. Now, uh, now. That having been said, let's back up a little bit, back the uh, the bus up a little bit really quick uh, before we move on from the Chicago Cubs, uh, you know, story um, and move into the NFL because that's just what we do on the NFL week number nine. We got Cuervo. You, you here for the full three? Uh, yes, that's the plan, Sonny. I'll be here for the full okay, three. Okay, so. So the full three, we got them here so we can dive a little bit more instead of just getting Sonny's opinion up on what's going to happen. Uh, and we have Cuervo. We'll also probably end up getting um, uh, Tarvin in. But before we jump into that, any last things that you want to jump in about the Chicago Cubs? Because it is that time uh, we should be able to enjoy what's happening as far as the World Series is concerned. Uh, I'm I mean, they did it, Sonny. I mean, I don't know how what else I can say, but uh, but this is definitely something to cherish for a long time. Hopefully, till next year. Maybe we'll go back to back. Who knows? 
But exactly. That's that's another thing to think about going back to back. So here's what we're gonna do. We're at a perfect time to take our first break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we're gonna dive into the NFL uh, news and notes, and then uh, possibly a game before we hit the next break. So let's do that. Let's take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Hear from our sponsors, and then it is. NFL news and notes, maybe a game or two. We'll talk about that on the other side here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about the Mitchell Law Firm. Looking for a bankruptcy attorney in Rowlett? Talk directly to your bankruptcy attorney, not their paralegal. Get a personal touch directly from Greg Mitchell. The Mitchell Law Firm handles a wide variety of bankruptcy-related matters, including litigation arising out of bankruptcy matters in state as well as federal court. We represent both individual and small business debtors in Chapter 7, Chapter 11, and Chapter 13 bankruptcies. For more information, come in contact with Greg Mitchell at 972-463-8417. That's 972-463-8417. Or visit him on the web at www.mitchellps.com. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Fit Body Boot Camp. What makes Fit Body Boot Camp a unique fitness program is the value of consistent coaching with a professional fitness trainer in a group environment that generates exceptionally high levels of fitness results. At Rowlett Fit Body Boot Camp, we offer complete fitness programs unlike any other that you've tried before. Our program it consists of unlimited group training sessions, fully customized nutrition planning, and a result tracking system designated to ensure our members achieve their fitness goals. Contact Tom or Mark at Fit Body Boot Camp located at 2502 Lawling Lane in Rowlett, Texas, or give them a call at 214-888-2848, or visit them on the web at www.rowlettfbbc.com. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At Regal and Rustic Estate Sales, let us take the burden out of hosting, staging, and cleaning of your estate sale or liquidation. We will provide reliable, friendly service with an experienced crew. We have an excellent reputation for professionalism with exceptional customer service and knowledge. We understand that staging and drawing attention to your sale is key. Most importantly, we listen to our customers' needs and pay attention to detail. That is what separates us from other local estate sales and companies as we truly care about your presentation, property, and belongings. That's Regal and Rustic Estate Sales. Contact Renee Sheffield at 972-861-0231 or check us out on the web at regalandrustic.com. 
if you're like me, you want your hot coffee in the morning. But as it's getting closer to summer and getting hotter outside, you'll want something more refreshing and cold. With a surefire menu of cold drinks, Scooters is sure to satisfy. Whether it's iced coffees, blenders, smoothies, or even cold tea, check out Scooters Coffee located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you're sure to get in and out real quick and on to your business. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in the Timberlake Shopping Center in Rowlett. All right, back on the Couch Potato Sports Show, it's me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, along with Cuervo here. As some big news coming out of the NFL this weekend, we haven't had an opportunity to talk about it, but Cuervo, obviously the big news coming out this week, North Turner decides to give it up. Now, I, I wanted to, this was one story that really bothered me this week, and mainly because of where the Vikings are in the standings, what they've done to this point in the season, that maybe I wonder in my two twofold, and one of them, has North Turner been approached by another team to coach the football, coach another football team next year? Or number two, did he want to get out while the getting was good? And what I'm talking about is the Minnesota Vikings are 5-2 and two and a bad losing streak of two games that they're on right now, Cuervo. This was big, big NFL news this week. Yeah, it was, Sonny. And it, it shocked me because, I mean, kind of made me feel like, man, the, the Bears just put somebody out of a job. But I don't know if that's really the truth behind it. So, um, you know, I it's it's really hard. You know, I think maybe uh, him and Mike Zimmer, the head coach, maybe kind of bumped heads a little bit, and they weren't agreeing on the, the offensive philosophy. And, I mean, we got to be honest with ourselves, Sonny. When, when you lose your starting quarterback and your star running back for the season, yep. it kind of puts a burden on a lot of stuff. It kind of makes it real challenging, real difficult. So, I, you know, I kind of – I guess he was – he didn't want to be the scapegoat, Sonny. That, that, that's my exactly. honest opinion. When 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 it I, all went downhill, he didn't want to be the scapegoat, so he's like, "I'm out." He saw it coming. And too. I think, yeah, the writing's on the wall because the, it, and it's not necessarily. I mean, looking at the record, five and two, very respectful, obviously, without your quarterback, without your running back, without a couple of key components on that offensive line as well. When you look at that whole situation, hey, the Vikings are on top in the NFC North right now. Um, when you know, leaving that division by a game, um, no one expected that. I mean, I moved them from first to almost, you know, well, not not almost last. I moved them to second place in this division because I did. I thought they could still get ahead of the Lions and the lowly Chicago Bears. That having been said, I think you're right. The way those they lost the game, the way the progression of Sam Bradford was being figured out. And so we talk about a lot of time on this show, Cuervo. Give defensive coordinators some time. And if you're average or mediocre, the way that Sam Bradford, obviously, look at look at him throughout his career, if you take away from his rookie year, has been considered average or mediocre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, he's he's showed flashes of being okay. Um, but, I mean, that's what Sam Bradford's always been. So he's always been that – middle of the pack average quarterback. So um, I think that the Vikings are one of those teams where, again, I mean, you know, Bridgewater and AP, things of life would be a lot easier if those guys were there. 
Um, but this is a team that the defense is is carrying them every step of the way, and and every week. anybody knows. And if anybody knows about those type of teams, it'd be me. Um, so it, it really it does make things very. Um, it's uh, it, it can be frustrating, and I can only and as a, I'm talking about as a fan, I can only imagine being the actual uh, coaching staff. It's, you it's not easy. It. Yeah. So yeah, it, it, it's a big story that came out. I was at, I remember I was actually at work and I heard this. I was like, what? So the, the big thing, you know. Scapegoat was one of my thoughts. Second of all, there are plenty of teams in the NFL that could use North Turner as a head coach. I mean, plenty of teams. So it could have been a combination of both. Maybe you've been talking to other teams off the record and things of that sort when he shouldn't because obviously he's under contract with the Minnesota Vikings and shouldn't do it without permission. But that having been said, we all know that goes on behind the scenes everywhere. So um, I think Dorf Turner will be head coach next year. What do you think? Uh, well, that's tough, Sonny. Um, right now I'm going to say no. I, I, I don't think he will be. But at the same time, you never know. I mean, I, and, and I think, you know, obviously what he's doing, he's making himself available. Um, but I don't know. I don't know. So, I mean, could Buffalo part ways with Rex Ryan if, if the season doesn't pan out the way they want? I mean, I, where where would he go? Well, don't you think there's a lot of teams in the NFL that could use a, a head coach? I, I mean, I don't know if the guy would go back to San Diego, but San Diego is just a sinking ship, especially in the fourth quarter. Now, that's usually defensively that they've been having a hard time, but he's already been there. What? Would he go back? I mean, if the situation is right. San Francisco, they're stuck, they're stuck with Chick Kelly one more year unless they do decide to part ways with him. North Turner would you know, bring that team alive. I don't know over in L.A. if um, mm-hmm. the coach there, uh, Fisher, uh, can make it. I mean, he won the first game in franchise history, won the first home game as well. Um, I don't know if that's enough to save this job, but they're a lowly three and four. And not only that, they're just playing God awful. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'm telling you right now, have got to cut bait with Dirk Cotter. That you know, I have warned everybody about that. So um, you know, as far as yeah. where Tampa Bay should be right now, and. Not only that, North Turner is a, you know, what do they call him, swamis? Or, or, you know, he's a miracle worker with quarterbacks, and Winston needs a miracle worker at quarterback position. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's, it's, I mean. I warned everybody. I don't know. I mean, I, I warned everybody, no, well, watch, watch how you, you, you get one good year out of him where it's a new place, and then he's figured out. And I'm telling you right now that offense is predictable. Just even in the little times we get to watch the offense uh, on red zone, which is not much because they're not scoring very much. Yeah, and and you yeah, I, and I will vouch for you. You've always <laughs> been the opposite of a Dirk Cotter fan. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. that. So, um, yeah, and and I mean, I mean the 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 butt whooping they took Thursday night. Which, oh, by the way, I did yep. have the Falcons winning that game, so there was no surprise I did too. there. Yep. But, no um, big surprise at all. You know, man, it, it, it's it, – I don't know. I don't know what people seem to – maybe North Turner to, to Tampa Bay. I mean, I don't know. That would be an interesting move, but, I mean, 
Well, and there's another I team he coached for as well. The Redskins, they're they got to be in the in the in the loop for a new coach. I mean, you know, he, he say say whatever speaking, you want. Jay Gruden sucks. Um, so speaking you know, of yeah. speaking, no, you got to hear this though, Sonny. Speaking of Jay Gruden, so and, and this is when you know it's it's time to let a coach go. And this is the ultimate. I've never heard this before, and he should have gotten fired the minute he made this statement. So. You know how last week they, they played in London and they uh, they finished with the tie against the Bengals, okay? Yeah. They, the, the game finished in tie. Jay Gruden turns around during during his press conference after the game, his interview or whatever, and he actually said, and and I don't quote me verbatim, Sonny, but what he basically said was that he did not know that games could end in a tie, and you're a head coach in the NFL. And you didn't and know that. And after Sunday night before, the Sunday night before. And, and so, so yeah. So he retracted. He's like, well, well, I know the the week before the Seattle and Arizona, they uh, they ended in a tie. But I just I just don't know how that happens. Uh, you play five quarters, and nobody scores in that fifth quarter. I don't know, Sonny. Maybe maybe I'm going way to the left here. But normally, if you don't score in overtime, doesn't that result in a tie? That's what I mean. Listen, we can go back to Donovan McNabb being as dumb as he is. So I mean, you remember that a couple of years back as well. We talked about it on the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, so you're so about the head coach here. Exactly, the <laughs> stupidity of a player—that's understandable. But a guy that's supposed to know the ins and outs, the X's and O's, and everything about their offense and how they are going to do it—you you can't be that stupid. Yeah, well, he he made that statement, and you can look it up. He he made that statement. He's like, I didn't know we can end it in tie. Yeah, so stupid. So, but there's a lot. Getting back to North Turner, that I haven't been said. There's some places he can go to. Tennessee, I think they could have an opportunity, depending on how they finish the season out. They could be in the look for a head coach. I mean, so. It, there's 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 a lot of places that they can go. By the way, let's talk a little bit about it. And the, the NFL buys this week, week number nine, Arizona, Chicago. Thank God. Um, uh, at least we know they won't lose this week. Uh, Cincinnati, Houston, mm-hmm. New England, and Washington all on the buys this week. And so let's go to the NFL standings. Since we're talking about teams, head on over to the NFL standings, the AFC, and we'll talk about the, these divisions, you know, as we go through them. AFC East, no great big surprise. The, the best quarterback in the NFL today, the best team in the NFL, uh, you know, really in reality, out on the football field today, um, is sitting on top, 7-1, and one, that being, of course, the New England Patriots. The Buffalo Bills, 4-4, four and four, it's like ugly. By the way, folks, this is an ugly 4-4. Four and four. This is not something you could be all hopped up and excited about. Uh, Miami, horrible. Uh, three and four, and the Jets are even worse at three and five. Cuervo, this division right here, we we knew exactly what was going to go on with this division. The only thing is, is that I, I know a lot of people wanted to see that New York Jets team in second place more so than where they're at, which is the bottom of this division. Um. Yeah. Wait. Wait. Who? I'm sorry, I missed that. Who was that, Tony? That you're talking about? Jets on the bottom of this division right now um, at three and five. I mean, I That's don't know how many people. Yeah, that is a surprise. And Buffalo, you know, at four and four, this is an ugly four and four, you know, quarterback. I'm not impressed, but, it, you know, it's Rex Ryan. How can you be impressed with anything this guy does? 
Yeah, there's not much to be impressed about, and <laughs> uh, you know, it, it just it just keeps getting worse and worse for that guy. I don't, I don't know. Um, it, it, it's it's crazy because it, his tenures in places always start off strong, and then it just kind of slowly declines, and then you start wondering, okay, you know, was he in for the money or was he in for the just for the job? Like, what what's do do the players really play for him like they say they do? Yeah. Like, what's, Thank you what's very the much. Deal? That's what I was thinking. This is a guy who on the defensive side of the ball has mad love for his players, and that's the problem. He can't separate himself from being a coach to being a player's coach, and that's the problem. And, you know, We talked about this division. It, this was one of those divisions when we were looking at it. We knew exactly what was going on. Um, I thought the Jets, would, you know, depending on where they were, what they were going to be doing, were going to be in second. But, I, you know, I dropped Bills to the last place because of Rex Ryan, because of this guy not having it there. Now, uh, looking at the list where you had the uh, – we had the same thing, Pats, Jets, but you had the Bills uh, above the Dolphins. I had the Dolphins ahead of, uh, uh, of the uh, Jets as well, So or the Bills. But the Bills being the shocking 4-4 four and four in reality for me, um, it, and it is. I think this is about coaching. And, we, and here's another thing. We saw it on his last tenure in New York. The last two years, that guy didn't care. And it was, to me, maybe maybe it's because I'm critical of everybody, especially in head coaching jobs. He, he It was obvious to me this guy had, you know, just pushed in all in and didn't care what the results were going to be. Yeah. Yeah, he I, he must not have cared, but um, you know it just wasn't it wasn't equaling wins in New York, and now he goes to Buffalo. That's and it still boggles my mind, Sonny, how he went from he stayed in in the AFC East. Like he didn't move out yes. of the division. He didn't take a job outside of the division. He stayed in the division. Yeah, and to to me, what that says is. Yeah, I think it's a it's a personal vendetta for him. He wants to dethrone Bill Belichick. Now it's never going to happen, not with the team he's got, not with the way he coaches. But it kind of yep. kind of has that feeling of, well, I want to stay in this division because I want to beat Belichick. Okay, good luck with that. You're talking about a team that's seven and one, favored to go back to the Super Bowl again. Again. Uh, yeah, you might you might want to start you might want to start working on that. You're three games behind, and we're only halfway through the season, buddy. Uh, with no, maybe with, need, with no clear chance for him to get up there, at, at either yeah. Cuervo. And not just that, Sonny. I think he needs to have different goals. If it, it, I'm not saying that's what it is, but if that's what it is, um, he needs to stop focusing on on uh, you know other teams and just focus on his team. Exactly. Who knows? Maybe good. Maybe good things come. Maybe good things will come. But. I don't because he's three and zero in non-conference with the Buffalo Bills. Did you know that? I mean, he's three and zero. Outside of his conference, so he obviously had success outside the conference. So, you know, it you mm-hmm. know, it, it is. It, it, it could be something about that as well as you looked at it. So, uh, it was uh, crazy. So, looking at the AFC North, yeah, the, the crazy, the crazy division. Who knows what about this division? Pittsburgh on top four and three. You know, that's not impressive. Um, and Cincinnati Bengals being as bad as they are, they're three and four and one. I hate the and one crap. Um, that having been said, Baltimore uh, three and four as well, and the Cleveland Browns zero uh, and eight. That that whole division is, you know, one of the. We talked about it in history. 
one of the best divisions in football. Right now, it's mediocre right now. And main reason, obviously, uh, Ben Roethlisberger out a couple of weeks, uh, so we're not getting the full uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Cincinnati Bengals, someone has flattened the tire that that should have been. Um, why they're not winning football games, I don't know. Why are the Cincinnati Bengals not you know, winning this division and going on big time? Well, because Hugh Jackson's not there anymore, Sonny. Their offensive coordinator. <laughs> Man, yeah. I couldn't even put it past you. I was gonna say, I was gonna say, well, what about Hugh Jackson? Big time. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, sometimes we have that that uh, that signal that we send to each other. We're like, hey, this is where I'm going with that. <laughs> uh, that's what happens when you're working, when you're working together. What is, it, what is this? Our fifth, our fifth season now, Sonny? Six season? Six. It's sixth yeah. season, yeah. Well, actually, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sixth season. So, yeah, we, we already kind of know what the other's thinking at times. So. At times, But just yep. try those so. things. Yeah, I give you credit for trying. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, well, Cincinnati, I mean, and, you know, Ray Lewis will keep his job next year. Um, but the, the surprise in reality, four losses in a row after shining 3-0 Baltimore Ravens, um, that one is another problem within itself. They change offensive coordinators. Why? You know, God, I don't know. Um, but is that, you know, maybe maybe the writing's on the wall there in Baltimore. Maybe who's Jim Harbaugh. Say it. I was asked, who's the who's the new coordinator now? So they got they let Mark Tressman go. Uh, they figured out yes. that CFL crap doesn't work. Okay, great. <laughs> so. Sort of like the Bears. Didn't the Bears learn from that as well? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I mean, we we were stupid enough. The Bears were stupid enough to let him be the head coach, not just the head coach. Football. Oh no, we get the head coach. Yeah. So you so you so you hold on to the to the big one. Uh, no, I think they bring uh, they brought up Jerry uh, uh, Rosebush uh, as the. Um, uh, well, hold on. Offensive coordinator. They went uh, um, morning way. Oh, Marty Morningwig. Okay, that well, that's not mm-hmm. the worst move. I, I like. I like. That's him. not the worst move, but at the same time, I, you know, I don't know. Is the writing on the wall for John Harbaugh? I mean, really? I mean, this is the guy that has been handcuffed. Uh, you know, whether it's Ray Rice, whether it's losing Terrell Suggs on the defensive side, a couple of other guys being decimated last year in the injuries. I mean, could the writing on the wall be there for Jim Harbaugh? To me, it, it, to me, if I'm if I'm an owner. I, I'm not looking anywhere. I mean, could the Baltimore Ravens be looking somewhere? I think it's possible. I mean, because here's the thing, you know. So last year, I, in my opinion, was a throwaway year. And when I say what I mean throwaway, um, yes, you can't, you you, you really couldn't uh, give a good measure of how good of a head coach he is. Do do well. Then again, I mean, if you look at it the other way. Maybe that's how you test how good a, good a head coach is when you lose your start when your starting quarterback goes down when your uh, best defensive player goes down. Okay, now what do you do? You know, where do you go? Well, he lost year? 23 other players last year, though. In reality, they lost a, you know they lost a total of 25 players to IR last year. So or some kind of crazy number. Incredible. It was over 20. It, it was incredible. Yeah, so I don't know how the Ravens are doing health wise this year. But the fact that, and I know Joe Flacco still, he's he's not hurt, he's playing. But the fact that they're three and four, and they have Joe Flacco, and they have, um, I want to say Suggs is playing still, or is he hurt again? Yeah, 
No, he's playing. He's playing. They only have 11 touchdowns on the season, and they're and they're seven games in. That's less than two touchdown uh, touchdowns as a team, not just Joe Blacko, but as a team. They only have 11 touchdowns out on the season. They're lucky to be in third place and only one game behind Pittsburgh right now. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's tough, but you know, games like today, Sonny, against the unless against their rival, um, yeah. that's going to really determine. Uh, I think that determines the writing on the wall for John Harbaugh. And, and you know, you, you'll see a different Ravens team, in my opinion, today. And I know we'll we take a look at that. Yet, but I'm saying, yeah. Yeah, but we will. Exactly. We'll look at that game. Heading to the AFC South, Houston on top five and three, Tennessee four and four. Uh, you know, and encouraging four and four, by the way. Um, and thanks to DeMarco Murray and the running game, and maybe Mariota beginning to figure out, but man, at times that guy looks god awful. Uh, the Colts, they, they can't get out of their own way. Uh, once they win a game, they, they just drop a bad one. Uh, that, that defensive secondary is a mess. And the Jacksonville Jaguars, everybody thought they'd be five and two. They're two and five. Um, no great big surprise to me. I, I wasn't falling for the Jacksonville Jaguars being. Uh, the second coming. Uh, this is a football team that needs to get rid of the head coach. This is a horrible division as well. So we got two divisions in the AFC that are god awful, and that being the North and South. Yeah, well, I tell you what, Sonny, Tennessee has surprised me. I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of impressed by how well they've played this year. I mean, but I think the key is is utilizing a guy like the Marco Murray and and not falling in love with with the ability of Marcus Mariota, utilizing him the way you should and right. and not using him like he was in college because this isn't college anymore. This is the NFL. You know, you don't allow your quarterback to run around all over the field. Like his job is to sit in the pocket and throw to the open receiver. Like that's what your job as a quarterback is. Read the defense and throw to the open receiver. Pretty simple. Absolutely. So Pretty simple. I, 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 yeah. I mean, and I'm, is, is Ken Wisenhunt still the coach there? No, no. Uh, they have a new head coach. Yeah, they got. Yeah, they got a new head coach. Um, I'll, I'll remember. Well, I'll, I'll hit the Google. Um, but it, it is not. It's not Wizen Hunt. He's out of there. But um, and, and you know what? We're going to be shocked when we see it. I bet because it's a name we know. Hold on, uh, Titan. Malarkey. That's who it is. Uh, yeah, that's Malarkey. it. Yes. So, so we we. I mean, it, it, and that guy probably you know close to being out the door. But uh, looking at where we had it, we had the Colts. Look at the Colts. Good God Almighty, uh, they're bad. Um, Mm-hmm. So I had the Titans in second place in this division. To me, it wasn't a surprise as they well they they made some good off season moves. Obviously, Demarco Murray. Uh, by the way, one of the better blocking running backs in the NFL. So they needed that. So uh, to help Mariota, and, and sooner, sooner or later, it's all going to click for Mariota. I have a feeling that guy's going to be good. Um, and then I had uh, the um, the the Texans in third place and then the Jags in last, because I just didn't trust it. Um, so, but we were both wrong up on the Colts. You had Colts, Jags, Texans, and Titans uh, in this division, but it, it was really the Colts division to lose, and they lost it. Yeah, and boy, was I wrong with this division, Sonny. Oh, oh my, well, my, this, my, this uh... is a horrible division in football, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean – uh yeah. I I don't know. Houston Houston is uh 
hanging in there at five and three, but uh, I could see Tennessee. Yeah, with, with, without the man, without the man on the defensive side of the ball, and God willing, and the if the what, what's the story? If the creeks don't rise, and you know the and the tide holds back, Brock Osweiler won't lose us too many games. <laughs> but you know, but here's 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 what this proves, though. J.J. Watt's not going to win you a Super Bowl. J.J. Watt's not going to get you in the playoffs. He helps. Don't get me wrong. He, you would love well, to well, have Hold him. on. If they were in a different division, Cuervo, if they were in a different division, you put them in the AFC North, this team is not 5-3. and three. Okay. You know, it, take the Browns out of it and put you you move the Houston Texans up into that division. They, they wouldn't be 5-3. and three. They'd be 3-4. and four. You know, and, and because they beat up on, you know, other teams within the AFC. And, and it's not even a 50-50 flip. Good God, you never know what you're going to get in there. This division is built for a mediocre football team to go do it. But I'm going to tell you right now, J.J. Watts would be in that lineup. I have a feeling they would be a better record. They, I think they would be – I think they'd be seven – I think they'd be seven and one, worse six and two after eight games. Uh, but they're five and three without him. So that's not horrible. But like you said, winning the Super Bowl without J.J. Watts isn't going to happen. But I'm telling you that they don't even sniff the playoffs without him in reality because this 5-3, and three, I have a feeling somebody, uh, another team is going to come storming back. Maybe the Colts will figure it out. Maybe the Tennessee Titans will shock some people. Hell, who knows? Maybe Mark Malarkey is getting to that football team. Hell, who knows? But there's only one team going to come out of the South, and that'd be the division champions. So I, I don't expect very much from that division. Um, or, for all that matters, I don't trust the Texans. So um, it should be interesting. Uh, to buy. The most shocking division with some teams where you're wondering what the hell's going on, um, the Oakland Raiders, 6-2, and two, Denver, 6-2, and 5-2 and two are the Chiefs. My San Diego Chargers, they should have a better record because I had them in second place in this division as a shock, and they are close. But the problem is that fourth quarter is horrible for San Diego, and you know about that. I know you've been keeping your eye up on that. But Oakland, mm-hmm. no, I mean, they got a quarterback that could be really be considered for the MVP if it wasn't for Tom Brady. The, the Broncos, you know, 6-2, and two, okay, you know, that's fine. You know, two, two teams coming out of this division – I wonder which two it's going to be because if Kansas City figures out how to get up on that role like they've done before, but that was without Jamar Charles um, and still make mm-hmm. the playoffs, hell, who knows? This is a, this is a crazy division right there. Yeah, well, and, it, and it's, it's it's a very strong division too. I mean, you can make the argument it's the best division in the AFC. Uh, believe yeah. it or not, you know, the AFC as far best. as quality so. of teams. Including yeah. San Diego because they've been in every game this year, um, and they lose. They just lose it in the fourth quarter. They don't have that finishing move. They don't. They don't have yeah. that. You know. Yeah, the finishing move, like they say in, in wrestling, to to you know throw that final punch, that final knockout punch. It's just not there. When you're when you're a three and five team, Sonny, and you have a point differential of plus thirteen, meaning you've outscored your opponents in the eight games you played by thirteen points, it, it, it's it's an indication of, okay, you're losing games, but it's not like you're getting blown out. Okay, you're losing yep. close games, and it, and, it's, and it sucks, and it's tough. Yes. However, it, it kind of gives you that hope that we can turn this thing around. Not a bad football team. We've got to finish no. strong. We've got to play all four quarters, and it'll yep. result in wins, just like that Thursday night game a few weeks ago against the Denver Broncos. Absolutely. Good point. They, Good point. You know, they, they, 
they played all four quarters. They finished it all the way out to the end and, uh, you know, handed the Broncos one of the two losses that they have right now. And, and they got the upper hand in that later on in the season. That if they get it put together, it could come back into play. That having been said, how about the Chiefs winning three in a row right now? And right now, obviously, you know, a team that's on that roll, just like they did last year. I mean, this. It, listen, I, I cannot say – too many times that I was wrong about Andy Reid. This this guy, this guy knows his football team. I thought, and and that's all you could ever ask for for a head coach in reality. Cuervo is a guy that mm-hmm. knows his football team, and that's what Andy Reid is. He knows their limitations. He doesn't do bend don't break. He says, no, we're just not going to break. Forget bend. We're just going to do what we can do best, not what we should be able to do best, but what we do best, and it results in a three in a row. It results in this team coming back like they did last year without Jamal Charles and making the playoffs. This is is a case where the head coach is the leader of this football team. And and that's that's an indication of a a well-ran organization, Sonny, in my opinion, where where the head coach is actually the head coach, and and the players aren't trying to dictate what goes on in the locker room and they're not trying to dictate what goes on, um, you know, during a game or, or just, just the, the, the authoritative presence of Andy Reed, uh, is what's making, like you said, is what's making this thing work for the chiefs. But the fact that he has the control, unlike some teams where the head coach does not have control there yes. and their teams out there like that. And that's why they're two yep. and five, or they're one and seven, or they're zero and eight, because they just the head coaches does not have the control of the players that that they need, and they're just not getting it. So, for me, I mean Kansas City, and they're doing it with no running game. I'm sorry, no, no. Charles is out, Spencer Ware the backup is out. You know now who do they go to? And sometimes you know with, with teams, it's just that next man up mentality. It's the next man up. That's that's the philosophy. So. Um, but they're getting it done, Sonny. They're getting it done. And, and um, you know, the, the Chiefs, I believe I had the Chiefs winning this division, and I'm not backing off from that. I think they can continue to do well and, and, and play well. I'm just surprised by how well Denver's doing, to be honest with you. And I know they're defending champions, but at the same time, they have Trevor Simeon as their quarterback. But he's he's doing a good job. He's doing a very good job. And it's just – it's. It's exceeded probably 99% of Bronco fans' expectations. And if and if you say, oh, I knew he was going to be this good, you're lying. You're lying yes. to yourself, Bronco fans. No, no, There's no. no yeah, you're a bandwagoner. Yeah. Or you graduated from Northwestern, one of the two. I mean, uh, or yeah. you knew of them in Northwestern, you know. So, it, it, exactly. It, it, it just really all depends on where you are as far as that is concerned. You know, your knowledge of the players is a, a huge thing. Now, here's what Ooh. we're going to do, Cuervo. We're coming. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I just see something on uh, NFL Network right now. It looks like Big Ben. There's a chance he could play today, and then we'll get into the game. I know here in a minute, but just wanted to throw that out yep. there. That just kind of caught my eye. Um, Got it. A game time decision. So just throwing that out there. We'll take a look at that. So what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick break here on the Couch Mateo Support Show as we come to the top of the hour. Um, we will do a breakdown of the NFC teams where we think about the NFC teams next week in the same uh, spot. So we'll 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 
break it down and just give you maybe one more week. Maybe the Bears could uh, get one more win under their wings before we get to the NFC. So just, you know, try to get some positivity built into the Bears. That having been said, let's take a quick break here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. When we come back, we'll look really quick at the news and notes. There's a lot of them, but we'll look at those notes, then we'll get into the games here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We'll be right back. Whether it's buying or selling a home, there is no bigger decision than choosing the real estate agent who will represent you during the transaction. Brian Chadwick of JP and Associates Realtors is here for you. 12 years in the property management business has afforded him great insight into the real estate needs of his clients. He serves all his clients as he served his country with honor and integrity. With Brian Chadwick, you will have a dedicated, honest, and hardworking realtor in your corner. To experience what he can do for you, call Brian Chadwick today or visit him online. This is Sonny Clark, the radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, telling you to contact Brian Chadwick at 972-533-9059 or visit him on the web at brianchadwick.jphomesforsale.com. That's Brian with a Y, not an I, chadwick.jphomesforsale.com. Allen Bauer Electric, we offer expert electrical services from general outlet repair and fan installation to electrical panel upgrade. Our customer commitment includes additional benefits such as call-ahead scheduling, upfront pricing, and special after-hour electrical services. Being informed is to your benefit. So call Allen Bauer Electric for more information on how you can be more informed about your residential or business electrical needs. Give him a call at 214-356-0197. Allen Bauer Electric, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. It always happens. 6 p.m. on a Saturday night and your heater or air conditioner goes out. What are you going to do? All the heating and air conditioning people are closed. How about 24-hour service available at 5-star HVAC contractors? You can be sure to be serviced amazingly fast. That's 5-star HVAC contractors serving Rowlett 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. 214-457-8441. Call the experts at 5-star HVAC contractors. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Are you having trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. Let's 
Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imaginations run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. Radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for. Cuervo, we cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Back here in hour number two on the Couch Potato Sports Show, it is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio along with the finest co-host and I, I was just thinking in the break man we're, we're, it's almost like we didn't even skip a beat unfortunately we haven't been able to get Cuervo on on a regular basis but man it's just like he's never left he's right back here in action Cuervo coming into the second hour it's good to have you back on the show my friend I appreciate that Tony and and I mean, you know, that's what happens. Like I said, when you're working together for six years, you just you just take up where you left off. Absolutely. So, the news and things that are coming out in the NFL, of course, you know, uh, Tlaib has been ruled out against the Raiders, and we're talking about the defensive back of the Denver Broncos. Uh, he has been considered out. He's not there. Percy Harvin is expected to play at Seattle, and if I'm not mistaken, Buffalo lured him out of retirement. Good God. I mean, you're desperate. I mean, you get him out of retirement, you're desperate. Uh, defensive end, uh, Cameron, out with a concussion for the Dolphins. Not that that will matter. Uh, Davis is out running back for the Chiefs. He's gone. Rookie quarterback, uh, Cody Kessler. And this is a guy I've seen up close. I mean, give this guy the ball. Let him have the opportunity. Let him get his bumps and bruises in Cleveland. I think this guy could be, you know, maybe a possibility as Cleveland's future at the quarterback. He's back at the quarterback position there. Ryan, also, uh, Matt, Matt Ryan throws for four touchdowns against the Buccaneers. No great big surprise in that game in reality. Uh, the Packers linebacker Jones find 36 thousand dollars for a hit on Ryan. Uh, that's what during the news that came out there. It's what I would put out there. Uh, so uh, some it's some interesting news uh, out there as far as that's concerned. Uh, the Eagles have re- uh, released Josh Huff. Not that that's a big deal or a big name, but just someone that was out there. So that is huge. Uh, Jamie Collins. All right, traded from New England to Cleveland. I, and I, before we get into the games, that's the one I want to talk about. That piece of news right there, Cuervo, I'm wondering what your opinion is. And I, I don't think I know the opinion. So when Bill Belichick sends you to Cleveland, what is that? There's got to be an undermining meaning to that trade, do you think? 
little something to it, Tony. I mean, first of all, the rumor that was going around is that he asked for Von Miller type money, and now he claims that that that's not true. That's not what was happening, and he didn't ask for Von Miller type money because he was due for a contract at the end of the year. And I like Jamie Collins. I think I think he was arguably the best defensive player on that Patriots team. Arguably. And so he, his, his, he's due for, for a, a raise. And I think what happened is, first of all, the Patriots aren't, weren't going to be willing to pay him the money that he wants. Now, I'm not saying he was Von Miller type money. Whatever he was going to ask for, the Patriots were like, mm, no, we're not going to pay you that. So um, I think between that and and once he realized that, I think he was like, well, you know what? If 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 you guys aren't going to take care of me, then screw you guys. So he bought out of the Patriot way, quote unquote, the Patriot way. He 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 was he was, he bought out. He, he didn't want anything more to do with it. Okay, fine. You don't want to be a Patriot anymore. Yeah. And the uh, Belichick turned around, slapped him right in the face, traded him to the Browns. I think it's so great. I, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna be honest. I think they could have gotten a second round pick for for, Jamie, for a guy like Jamie Collins. Oh, yeah. I agree. Like the I agree. Browns, and that to me is the slap in the face. So yes. They say, "Hey, Jamie, this is what you're worth." I think exactly. They could, have more. They, they could have gotten more, but they wanted to make the point of, "Oh, you don't want to buy into what we're doing." Okay. Well, fine. You're gone, and this is what we think you're worth. And they got a third round pick from and, and and that is you know, that is classic Bill Belichick. And just just as I thought, just as the same thing I was thinking to myself, when, uh, this guy could as arguably, depending on who would have been down there at the bottom of the first round, I thought maybe they could get a very, very late first rounder, but definitely a second round pick for him. And then when he bitch slaps you into the third round, that's what we think of you. Um, it, it, it really does leave a, you know, a stamp of disapproval on this young man and what he can do as a player. Um, and it, makes you kind of wonder if he just would have hung out and done it the way that champions do it. And you can say whatever you want about Bill Belichick. You can say whatever you want about the New England Patriots. No other team has been to the Super Bowl more times than Bill Belichick and Tom Brady. Um, So you do it their way or you don't do it at all. And that's what Bill Belichick did. So uh, he put, he, he put them on notice and let people know what he really honestly thinks of them. So again, Arizona, Chicago, Cincinnati, Houston, New England, Washington on the buys here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. So what does that mean? That means it's time to get into it. That means it's time to talk about the NFL and the games that are happening. Let's go to the first game that's up on tap here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. And it's not much to talk about because I don't even think this is a game regardless of whatever it is. The Dallas Cowboys 6-1, I think this is a football team that has definitely – found a new quarterback. And I hate to say that because, really, Tony Romo should not be losing his job to rookie quarterback Dak Prescott. That having been said, the Dallas Cowboys don't have a choice here, okay? As much as they love Tony Romo, okay, and Jerry Jones loves Tony, this team is 6-1 without him. This team is consistent. 
this team is on an even uh, even keel without Tony Romo at the quarterback position. Dak Prescott, you're going to get the little bumps and the bruises, but this team is still 6-1 and one with them. Guess what? That's a team that believes in their quarterback, Cuervo. I'm sorry. The way that they've been winning games, even though it, 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 at the times should have been against bad teams, they can't, they can't change the schedule that's in front of them. They just got to go out and win. And, frankly, they should be 7-0 and if it wasn't for Williams and the wide receiver getting out of, not getting out of bounds at the end of the game to give Dan Bailey an opportunity to win the game for him, or at least tie it at that point, and a chance to win the game in overtime. They could be 7-0. and yeah, absolutely, Sonny. And, and, you know, ever since that game, though, they've won. They've won. They're, they're on a six-game winning streak. They've gone to Green Bay, beat Green Bay. Um, Big time. You know, they, they've they, – I mean, that was a huge, huge win for them. And I think, I think that's the reason they're on this winning streak still. Had they lost that game, who knows what the Dallas Cowboys would be. But because they won exactly. that game, I think that really – it really – that confidence – and now they're at another level that maybe they thought they weren't going to get to because of the injury to Romo. I mean, if, if you told me at the beginning of the season, hey, Cuervo, at midseason, the Cowboys are going to be 6-1 and one with Dak Prescott as their, as their starting quarterback. I, I love Sonny, my you know, ass off. You say, you, I, I, I'll tell you, Sonny, you know, you say a lot of crazy stuff, but this has got to be the, the one that takes the cake. 6-1? With a rookie quarterback, it's crazy. Guess what? Exactly. Here we are. Yep. Here we are. And here's another thing. If the Buffalo Bills are not on a plane, forget burning up the telephone lines, not on a plane in Dallas, in Jerry's office saying, we got to have him. I'm telling you right now, Buffalo can make a play, okay, for the playoffs with Tony Romo at the quarterback, a healthy Tony Romo. They can make a run for the playoffs. And I looked at all the teams, okay? I looked at all the teams that really could use a quarterback that really had an opportunity. The Buffalo Bills have a great defense when they when when they get it going. They just need some guy to get the uh, points on the board. Say whatever you want about Tony Romo, throwing interceptions, this guy gets points on the board. The fact that the Buffalo Bills are not breaking their neck and offering the world for Tony Romo right now, I think is a huge mistake for Buffalo. I, I, I mean, and I looked at all the teams, Cuervo, and, and I get where teams are going with their quarterback, and I would get why. But Buffalo is in the state of nothingness at the quarterback position. So them selling the farm to get Tony Romo, they need to go ahead and put that sign up and say, for sale, we want you, Tony Romo. That's a big mistake that's happening over in Buffalo. Well, here's the question, Sonny. Is Jerry Jones willing to part ways with Tony Romo? That's his boy. Business that's is business, boy. right, my friend? Is business When it comes to Jerry Jones, is business business? I mean, you would think, right? You would think so. And the, it's one – I mean, this guy – you can say whatever you want. Now, the cash cow that is Tony Romo in jersey sales is gone, okay? Cash cow that Tony Romo was bringing to this organization, gone. And whatever whatever it is, and it don't matter, this team's six and one. Even Jerry Jones doesn't have enough – okay, I'll say it uh, – Wavo, uh, they don't have enough. He don't have enough balls to tell tell him to put 
Tony Romo at the starting quarterback. He, he, he played a big round of it. Until, but like you said, when they went up to Green Bay and got that victory in Green Bay, Jerry Jones had to do a, a total 360 on his thinking at the quarterback position. Yeah, and, and and I'm sure he's glad. He's like, man, whoever told me to, I'm glad they did. Because look who we are now. And I, I'm telling you, Sonny, they're, they're, I still have Cowboy fans uh, at work that, that tell me, no, nah, Romo needs to start when he's, when he's ready to go. Are you crazy? Are you screw up what you have going right now? Are you going to screw what, that what's up? That, what's that because saying? Don't, don't fix what's not broke, right? Exactly. Absolutely. Well, that's 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 and, and, and Tony Romo is broke, okay? All right, a, 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 another saying, you know, keep playing the record as long as it don't skip, okay? Tony Romo's back and his entries are the skip, okay? He can go out there and play one, and, and here's one of the things. He can go out and play one game and tear up the chemistry of this football team, and you don't want that right now. When, what do they say, you know, in, in Bull Durham? Okay, and using foul language, but in the movie, don't fuck with the winning streak. And guess what? They're, if they are seriously thinking about putting Tony Romo back in, at, you know, at, with a team that's six and one that should be seven and zero oh in reality because of mental midget at the wide receiver position, they could be seven and zero. Oh. You don't mess with it. And if you bring Tony Romo into the mix, you're messing with the chemistry on this football team. And not only that, you're messing with the mentality of the offense right now. And it, it, you can't do that, and you can't take it away from Dak Prescott because guess what? He has outplayed Tony Romo regardless because of what the record is, okay? Regardless of how many yards Tony Romo would have thrown for, it wouldn't matter because Tony Romo himself cost you in those first eight games, he cost you at least four losses or, or three losses. So five and three at best with Tony Romo, they're seven and one. You know, they're seven and one. Or six and one. Yeah, isn't yeah they're six and one. I mean, here's the thing. I think if you bring Romo back, now you have to change your offense again. Again. And, and, and yeah, because let's let's face it, Romo's not the scrambling type guy that Prescott can be. And and I think that's what impresses me the most is that you see these young guys coming into the league, uh, and and they just they want to do what they're used to in college. They're accustomed to running all over the field, making plays, and that's great. There's nothing wrong with that, but that works in college. This is the NFL, bro. That stuff doesn't work in But I'm really impressed with the way Prescott picks and chooses. He's really he's really uh, learned fast, just like Russell Wilson yes. in Seattle. That's the comparison I would make is Russell Wilson is the patience that he has in the pocket, and he knows, okay, it's time to go. And, and you have to be really impressed by his maturity when it comes to, you know, Staying in the pocket and, and, and finding, looking, reading the defenses, looking at your second and third and fourth options and actually using them, not just I'm locking on Des Bryant and throw to him every time. Like, that's not what I've seen from Dak Prescott. What I've seen from Dak Prescott is a rookie that's, that looks like a veteran out there. 
Absolutely. And the timing of his mistakes. I mean, when he's made mistakes, he was up. They had the lead when he, when he threw his first interception. They were up. They had the lead. They had a two. They had a two scoring lead at the time he made the mistake. The timing of the mistakes are. I don't know if they're planned or if he says. Well, you know, let's try to get this one here. We're up two. Let's see if we can squeeze one. Um, the timing of the mistakes have not cost the Dallas Cowboys the games, and that's the difference between him and Tony Romo as well, because the timing of Tony Romo's interceptions, injuries, fumbles, whatever the case may be, games are on the line, bad timing for that kind of mistake. You're not getting that with Dak Prescott, and that's one of the things that if you're not looking at this game and – Seeing the fact that the kids only got two turnovers in, in seven games, square vote, that's unheard of, okay, in this league. The NFL is that good that they force a young guy to make many mistakes, and it's just not happening there. And I, you know, I don't know if that's yeah. coaching, I don't know if that's the smarts of the quarterback position who's playing it, that being Dak Prescott, but it's a combination as something that you don't want to mess with, especially coming into the biggest part of the season, Cuervo, November, December. You can say whatever. They're, seven, they're six and one now. Okay? Great. Wonderful. November, December always defines Dallas Cowboys season, and it's usually December, but it starts late November around Thanksgiving. Exactly, Sonny. And, and here's the thing, too. Um, people that are saying, well, Tony Romo should come back and, and, and be there. For all you Cowboy fans out there that, that want Romo back, this is the same guy that has broken your heart year after year when it comes to, you know, winning a Week 16 game, winning in a, in a wild card playoff game. Uh, did Des catch the ball? Who the hell knows? Maybe you don't put that one on Romo. But if I guarantee if I go back and I watch that game, there's something in there that Romo probably did that cost him the game aside from, oh, well, did Des make the catch? Did Des? has caught it, whatever. I bet if I go back and I watch that game, Sonny, I'll be like, yep, there it is. Romo screwed up right there, cost him the football game. I guarantee I can do it. It it goes back to what you were just talking about, timing. If you're going to make mistakes, man, this guy picks the worst times to make the worst. And and he has broken Cowboys fans' heart year after year. And now this is the same guy you want to see come back. The problem is, Sonny, when you're used to something, you don't want to see change. You don't want to get away from that. And that's Absolutely. what Cowboys fans are scared of. They are scared of the change that is Dak Prescott. Let me tell you something. Change is not always a bad thing. Sometimes change is necessary. And for the Dallas Cowboys, change is exactly what they needed in Big D. And now you're getting it, and you're seeing the result. They're 6-1. and one. They've won six games in a row. And it's going to be seven after today. I don't think there's any yeah. questions about that. But I, I don't think – and, and Cody Kessler is a good fighter as he is. He's coming off of concussion and injury. Uh, Cody Kessler, I think, is a, is a guy that could be, you know, in the future a good quarterback. I really do. Um, that having been said, he's on the Browns. And you, you say whatever you want. They can't get out of their own way. Hugh Jackson – um, he just doesn't have the talent. And people want to put this on, on Hugh Jackson. I'm going to tell you right now, if, he, if they had any kind of real talent, where's the last place any player wants to go? A few years back, it used to be the Arizona Cardinals square. Well, remember that? Now it's the Cleveland yeah. Browns. And what has to change it, what has to change is they have to pay Culture. the good players and, and – 
they damn near lost Joe Hayden, the best player on the football team, um, it, it coming to the trade deadline that happened last Tuesday. Yeah, well, I mean, I think I think it's a culture change too, Sonny. I mean, I, absolutely. I'm, I'm probably being Captain Obvious here and stating the obvious, but man, the the culture, the the operations, there's something. It's it's not a curse, okay? And and believe me, I know about curses, but it, it, don't, it, it, the Cleveland Browns are not cursed or anything like that, Sonny. It's just they, they're just that's what they're that. When you say Cleveland Browns, they're a bad franchise. Exactly, and that has to change. They got to get people in there that care about winning and not putting dollars in their pockets. I'm exactly. Just come out and say, I'm just going to come out and say it. Why do you think the Cleveland Browns came back? You think it's you think it's really because oh we got to win we got to win the Super Bowl for the city of Cleveland? No, nah, man, you wanted to get paid, okay? And you don't yep. want to admit it, but that's the truth. You wanted the Browns because those Brown fans are as loyal as it gets, Sonny. And and, and I'll be damned. The, these owners, the owner of the Browns, are taking full advantage of these Brown fans, these loyal Brown fans that pays for their hard-earned money to go see their Browns win a game. Halfway through the season, they haven't even won a damn game yet. It's a shame. Absolutely. It's a damn shame. Yep. It is a damn shame. But that being said... Let's bring him in himself. The third wheel in this couple. But we don't mind. Unlike mostly on dates, you don't want that third wheel. It's Brian Tarvin from Wayne Sports Talk. How you doing, my friend? Good to see you. Uh, good to be with you guys. Hope your Sunday's well. Glad to get the, ex- the extra hour of sleep. It paid off, and I'm ready to rock and roll. I am too, man. I, I that extra hour did a big deal. So it, you're you're absolutely right. So that having been said, what do you think about the Cowboys? And uh, uh, because I know Cuervo and I don't have enough uh, stones to pick Cleveland. Not only that, they just don't have a chance well, to do. win this game. You, I you're I lying. Cleveland beats them. No, I'm serious. I think this game will be within a touchdown, and I think Cleveland has a good shot to win the game there at the end. Oh, I, I just, think they keep it I close. Think, uh, that part I believe, yeah, but I, I don't know. You think they'll get over the hump? It's time, and you see it all the time. Dallas has been hot. They've gone through the stretch. They play a bad team. They let their guard down. It happened to the Vikings. They played a terrible Bears team. Look what happened. No offense, Cuervo. Um, <laughs> but um, anyway, I just think Cleveland is that team that Dallas overlooks on the road, and I think Cleveland, this game's ugly enough. Uh, Cleveland wins. At the end of the day, Cleveland's going to get them a win today. How many have they won this wow. year? Uh, none. None. Yeah, none. How many games is yep. Cleveland? Yeah, none. Yeah, today's number one against the Dallas Cowboys. And then you're going to start hearing, well, I wonder about Romo. What about Romo? Because I think <laughs> I Dallas get, needs you're Romo. You're just hoping think, for that. You're just hoping for the controversy. <laughs> uh, Dallas, look, Dallas needs Romo. If they're going to win a Super Bowl, they're going to need Romo. Dak Prescott's yeah. cute and all. Uh, but it's it's getting old now, and it's gonna the weather's starting to turn cold. That's when the it starts getting serious. Teams start either a playoff contender or you're not. You have to start playing more physical, and I just think Tony Romo needs to be in that lineup. Wow, we were just talking about those that think Tony Romo. Now 
I get your point about Super Bowl. I get that point because I think Dak Prescott can lead them to a winning uh, a winning season. Obviously, they're six and one. He's leading them to that. The question is, Cuervo, do you think that Dak Prescott can lead them into the uh, into the playoffs and make the Super Bowl? I, me and myself, I don't think he can. But really, if you're Dak Prescott, do you have to do that this year in Real? I don't know. Uh, everybody wants to be in the Super Bowl, right, Cuervo? Well, I mean, of course, that's the goal. And, by the way, good morning to you, Brian. How about the Auburn Tigers? Nice win yesterday. War um, damn eagle. <laughs> there you go. But, <laughs> you know, I think um, you only get so many guys like a Ben Roethlisberger in your in your in the era of football. All right? That's a Very guy that, good point. That, uh, that's, uh, you know, I think he, they went 15-1. and one. With him as a rookie, made it to the AFC Championship, lost to the Patriots. This dude's not Ben Roethlisberger, so I do understand where you're coming from, Brian. I just think for now, you got to get to the playoffs to talk about the Super Bowl, and you're not going to get to the playoffs if you try to bring Romo back now. I mean, you, you have to totally change the offense. You have to totally change, uh, you know, what you're doing as far as, um, you know, schemes and and and, and all those different things that. You know, it's just the offense is not as dynamic as Romo, okay? He he doesn't have the ability to uh, make plays like like a Prescott can. And what I mean by that is obviously mm-hmm. scrambling. So that's the way I look at it. I'm not saying Romo's not a playmaker because he, he is. But, but, can he, but saying, can't Prescott stretch a defense, though, the secondary? And the more I watch Dallas, to, the more I see these guys, the more I see them cramming it. But you're going to. What I'm saying is – Football starting to get Can't, serious. It's about to start to get serious now again. Yeah, I just don't think Dallas. I, I just think Dallas is going to, have to change its recipe up, or people make adjustments and they get more serious. It's easy to be. You look at Dallas, the teams they played, and really, I mean, let's let's really think about who they've beaten so far, and and it's about to get serious. You even see Carolina in a must-win situation. That yesterday, last week, they started playing like a team that wanted to make the playoffs or the team from last year. I just think a lot of these teams are going to step up now. And uh, it's going to be a lot tougher to run the ball with Ezekiel Elliott. That's all you're going to need to do is be a game manager. To win a Super Bowl, yeah, if you're Denver, you can do that. But you can't be a game manager in Dallas and win the NFC. I'm, I'm sorry. And I just think right now as a rookie, he's going to see a lot more complicated schemes going forward starting today, starting today. And I just think November's here. Now let's get serious about it. If you're Dallas and you want to make the playoffs, you're going to make the playoffs. If you want to make it to the NFC Championship or possibly a Super Bowl, Tony Romo has to be a part of that. And I'm not saying you bench Prescott for the rest of the season. Let him have packages to come in and do certain things. But Romo has the ability to stretch a defense in the secondary, and, and I don't think Prescott does. So that's my two cents. So we got – Tarvin going with the Browns going to them, and uh, Cuervo and I, 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 I think, I think the Dallas Cowboys are primed to lose one, but I just don't think against this football team. There's just not enough defense out there, uh, and Dak Prescott. Uh, there's too many holes defensively. I think, I, like I said, though, I think this will be a fight for three quarters. I, I, you know, Cleveland definitely wants to knock this team off, and I think we'll get the same Browns that we got. Um, just can't make enough change to to complete uh, the four quarters, you know, to make a dollar there, Cuervo. Yeah, I, 
I can't do it either, Sonny. I, it, Dallas will win today. Yeah, that nope. is pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> so we got one on the we got one on the other side, which makes this the fun thing that it is. It is the Couch Potato Sports Show. As we're covering now, we're going to just get into it. Now we're serious. Let's get into the games as we spent a little longer on the Dallas Cowboys, obviously because we're in the Dallas area and we got the locals here. Now let's get back into it. Let's get into the next game that's up on the slate here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. The Detroit Lions, they're 4-4. They're third in the NFC North against the Minnesota Vikings, 5-2. They're first in the North. Nerfed, before we get to Cuervo, let's just, I want to jump really quick to Tarvin as he's here. What do you think about North Turner, you know, jumping ship? We talked about this. Uh, unfortunately, Cuervo wasn't here, but we talked about this last week of the turnaround that might be the Minnesota Vikings season. Uh, I thought it was a smart thing to do. He got off this ship before it just totally wrecked. And uh, it's not his fault they suck. It's just, they're just, you know, they, again, they play easy teams and they look good early. They peaked early and now what are they doing? They're falling apart. They can't run the football. It all starts with offensive line. Play calling's a, a big deal too. But I just think at the end of the day, Minnesota's going down. They They, they can't play better than what they did the first few games. I think it was smart for Turner to say, see you guys, I'm out, before he's blamed for the, the whole whole debacle. And it's all up front. That's what that's what happens. It's all up front for Minnesota, and they're struggling. They can't run, guys. And Sam Bradford is Sam Bradford, okay? He's just Sam Bradford. You look at it, you're absolutely right, because the past two weeks, the Vikings, they're 5-2, and two, they've lost two in a row, they've scored a total of 20 points, and only averaged 270 yards in uh, of, deep, uh, of offense uh, in those two losses. And you, you say whatever you want, it don't even matter what team that you are. In two games, you're only scoring 20 points, and only averaging 270 uh, in yards, you're not going to win football games, and that's what we're seeing uh, as far as what happened with them. Now, Detroit's a different monster that they are. You, you know, after – I, I think the fact that North Turner retires or – mark that. He quits in reality. Okay, he resigned. I think that is a positive for the Lions because guess what? Now, where's the chemistry? What is going on? Who's going to run that offense? And Cuervo, I think that is such a big plus for the Lions going into today's game, even though this game is in Minnesota. I think you're onto something, Sonny. I think uh, you're going to see an even sloppier offensive performance from the Vikings today. And Detroit's a good home team. You know, they're, they're a very good home team. Uh, you know, they don't lose very many games. At, at home, so that that all leads me to believe that I like Detroit in this game today. Well, you know this this game scares me. By the way, um, tight ends coach Pat Shermer actually is the interim offensive coordinator. By the way, I just found that out, so we were incorrect about that earlier. But it, the the thing is, the difference with that is is that he's got uh, experience with Sam Bradford when they came over there because Shermer. Uh, Back in Philadelphia, had a little bit with it. So, you know, Bradford and him, they got a little bit, you know, when you have such a shakeup on the one side of the three parts of a game that are important, offense, defense, and special teams, when you have a shakeup on the most important side of the ball, 
You can say whatever you want about the defense, and special teams is a distant third. It's part of the it's part of the phase. But let's be honest, it's about offense. If you're not going to get that offense, it's going to be a problem. But one of the problems that the Lions are having is is that you know they lose at Houston. Okay, they had 289 yards in offense, the second lowest output of the season. Could that be a trend for the Lions coming into this one? I, I'm I'm telling you, I don't know who to pick in this game because of those two things I stated. I don't know what, you know, I don't know if we're going to get Sam Bradford that so Sam Bradford should thing. be right now. Yeah, it's what I'm thinking. I think I think you're right, Tarvin. This is one where yeah, I think you've got to look at the home team, and regardless of the situation of personnel and everything else, um, because the difference between five and two and four and four, okay, let's be honest, is not much. One of them still has the bye week going. Um, one of them's better. That happens to be the home team. That's what I think, Minnesota. I think I'm going to go Minnesota in this game, uh, just for the fact that I don't even know where to pick. Cuervo, on record, who are you going to take? Are you going to take Lions over Minnesota? They have not been playing well. Yeah, I, I still like the Lions, though. I just, I just think that uh, it, it's going to get it's messy in Minnesota, especially offensively. And, and what's the name of the game? Score points. Score points, and more than the other team, and you win. And I just don't see Minnesota doing that today. So I like Detroit. All right. So, yeah, I think it's it's going to be – I think this one's going to be a good one. It's going to be a roundabout for them. So, uh, that, that being said, that's the next game that's up on board. Let's head into the next one that's up on board. And this one right here just makes me sick because, you know, more in the fact that I wanted to believe the hype. And, you know, I told everybody not to fall for the hype, and that, of course, being my Jacksonville Jaguars that can't get out of their own way to save their lives. But they are two and five. They suck, exactly. And this is coaching, folks. It's not talent. Because we've talked about this, uh, you know, Tarvin, the talent that's on the Jacksonville Jaguars team is there. I, I think they're giving a little bit too much credit for quarterback, but the talent supposedly is there. The team that is being led by the head coach is the problem. They go into Kansas City, Kansas City 5-2. and two. They're third in the AFC West. Uh, Jaguars on the bottom in the AFC South. Uh, but that's Nick Foles is going to be the starting quarterback for the Chiefs because um, uh, Alex Smith is out in this game. Uh, so I think that might be the, the thing. I'm not picking the – Jaguars because I think they're a good football team. I think the fact that this team is without Alex Smith, even though you don't expect much for him, um, you just can't throw in Nick Foles and expect to win. And I don't even care if they're at uh, at Arrowhead there. So, Tarvin, looking at this game, what do you think? I mean, is the talent there enough for the Jaguars to get over Kansas City, who's won three in a row? Yeah, but I don't think mentally they can. Going on the road in Can Arrowhead's a tough place to play. And Alex Smith, I mean, what does he do much anyway? I mean, he's not like he's just setting the world on fire. Kansas City's going to win the game by running the football, not turning the ball over and playing stingy defense. That's how they beat Jacksonville today, and I think they do. I just think, you know, on the road is where it's at. If this game was in Jacksonville, maybe I would pick Jacksonville, but it's not. I'm going with Kansas City. This is the one where I I don't if you want to I would not pick the Jacksonville Jaguars if Alex Smith was. By the way, I don't even know what that injury to Alex Smith is because they they the official statement when they were talking about it is something happened last Sunday 
in that victory over Indianapolis. Okay. I, what was the something that happened? I don't even I don't even know what the injury is. Having been said, so Nick Foles coming off the bench is cold. Go ahead. So, Sonny, are you trying to say that the the Chiefs are covering up a concussion? So that's what uh, happened. I, I, that's what I I seen the play. I seen the play, and and, and why they're trying to quote unquote cover it up? I'm right there with you. Why are they doing that? That is not good for this football team. Hey, they're shaky at the quarterback position anyway. Okay, Nick Foles. You know, okay, he's a backup. He's going to go in and try to do what they need to do, which is a win a game without the starting quarterback. But Alex Smith is not anything to write home to mama about. Um, but the only thing is, this is about coaching. So I started off saying that this football team was going to lose today. I, to, to set up the fact that this is coaching, Cuervo, you say whatever you want about Andy Reid. This guy gets the job done. He will make Nick Foles look like a precision quarterback because he's not going to ask him to do any more than he can do. And so the fact of the matter is I am taking Kansas City in this game, Cuervo. I am too, Sonny. I mean, I, uh, you know, like Harvin said, and the Arrowhead's a tough place to play. It really is. And the one thing that they do well is they pound, they pound the rock. And I haven't seen Jacksonville able to stop that, that running game so far. I mean, teams have run all over the Jaguars from what I've seen. So right, and and, and I thought they drafted guys like Miles Jack and, and, and Ramsey to stop, you know, make the defense better. But it hasn't really, hasn't really made an impact yet. Yep, and, and it is. You know, you lose Jamal Charles at the quarterback position, IR, okay? So no more no more of him for the rest of the year. Then you lose your backup Spencer Ware to, you know, concussion. He might be back next week. Um, and then starting left guard, Parker Inger, he is out for the rest of the season with torn ACL. This is not the time to start getting injuries in the NFL because, like Tarvin said, you're getting into the meat of your schedule. The meat of your schedule is November, December. It's not how you start mm-hmm. in the NFL. All you got to do is ask the Giants and the, the, a couple of times with the St. Kansas City Chiefs. That's how you end. But you got to have personnel. You can't have it without guys that are normally in that lineup. Um, the, just, the Chiefs can do it without Jamal Charles, they could get the job done. But I think without Alex Smith, I think he's proved his worth in Kansas City with that offense. So, Cuervo, you know, is Nick Foles going to be able to, you know, he's not going to look like a a rock star out there, but he's going to get the job done today, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I think he is. I mean, I could see 200 yards, one touchdown, but no interceptions. That's the thing. That's getting the job done. Yeah, exactly. And it is getting the job done. Even if he only threw for 200 yards and one TD. And the crown game will, will take care of the rest. That's, you know, the Chiefs, I think the Chiefs win pretty big. I don't even think the game's I, I, close. I don't even think it is either. And and mainly, it, it, and it's not because of how good the Kansas City Chiefs are, Tarvin. It's just how bad the Jacksonville Jaguars really are. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be a complete team and be have it upstairs up front and and with your coaching staff, your quarterback to go on the road and beat Kansas City in November. It's just 
And it's not going to happen. They're struggling to win games at home, and, and you can't do that. Now you're going out west to Kansas City. Uh, their fan base is one of the best in the NFL. I'd love to go watch a game there. I've never been, but I'm oh yeah, the great, atmosphere is amazing. Go ahead, Tyree. Go ahead, Tyree. Well, I'm good. No, I'm just saying I've I've been I've been in Arrowhead. I've been in Arrowhead on a successful season, um, and it is. You're absolutely right. The the difference in what's going on in that. That, that that stadium, you know, it, it it's almost it reminds me of Green Bay and it reminds me of Oakland. The fans are hugely, hugely big time in that one. So that being said, we're up on board there. I you know, with our pick. Next one, the Jets. They're three and five. They're god awful. Miami is three and four. They're even worse well, they're not even worse if you go by standings, but here is a uh, division game, Cuervo, that is going to be smash mouth football here today. I'm sorry, son. I missed what game. What, what game are we on now? Miami and the Jets. This one's going to be big time smash mouth football, don't mm-hmm. you think? Yeah, uh, this is going to be a good one. Um, I know that <clears throat> Miami's not exciting to watch, but I think it's going to be a close game. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know the 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 um, is, is the game in Miami or is it New York? Miami. So Miami. They have good weather, so yeah, it's it's. Uh, I mean, obviously, divisional game guys. I mean, they're, they're always good. So, um, you know, Ryan Tannehill, I think is is. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's kind of disappointed me a little bit. I thought I was going to see more from him, but. Then again, I mean, you know, he hasn't really panned out. What do you guys think about how Tannehill has done? Well, I think it's time for the Miami. Yeah, well, exactly. Tarvin talked about this. And uh, my boy's down there on the practice squad. But Brandon Dowdy is going to make his way. I I thought he'd get into the lineup this year, especially with as bad as they are. That has been said. They're going to ride the Tannehill train out the door. Um, uh, and and that's what's going to end up happening. Brian Tannehill's not going to be a Dolphin next year. So they said, hey, we're handing it off to you. You're playing for your future because you're not going to be here. You know that's the discussion behind closed doors in reality. Miami has to make a change at the quarterback position. He is not that atypical franchise quarterback that you want running your organization out on the football field. So, you, you can say whatever you want about that kind of situation. Both of these teams really suck. And I said, like I said, the, the New York Jets front office needs to be on a plane in Dallas talking about getting Tony Romo. And they're not going to do it. I mean, whether or not they won't let him go or whether or not they're not going to offer enough, uh, it's not going to happen. So they're going to have to figure out how to do it. And I, I feel sorry for the head coach. I mean, this was not the place for him to go. And, and, you know, and then you've got the whining, crying BS at the quarterback position there, Cuervo. That's another huge story. Who's it going to be? What's that all about? they got a bunch of uh-huh. – all right, I'll say it. they got a bunch of wussies at the quarterback position for this Jets team. <clears throat> what happened to Geno Smith? I mean, wasn't he supposed to play a game and then you never heard from him again? Or what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He must have been on an assignment in Yuma. Yeah, that that's probably what happened. I, yeah. I you know, yeah, I was. Gino's, 
Geno Smith is the worst decision. It's the worst franchise decision that this football team made, and they decided to go with it. And this was something that was – I mean, you can look at the stats here all day long, okay? And it really don't matter because these two teams are so bad. And I go go with Tarpon on this. It's just going to the home team, and it just happens to be how bad the Miami Dolphins are. But – you know, I, I don't feel good about the Jets at all at the quarterback position. They may have a pretty good defense, whatever you want to talk, whether you want to believe the hype that what it is. The only thing that really scares me in this game is I like Matt Forte. Now, whether or not they utilize him in the right way, because they haven't. You can say whatever you want. Hey, guess what? This is the NFL. Not for long. Run the hell out of this guy. I don't care if it's overworked. You know, you know. after Michael Turner went out, remember when Michael Burner Turner had it for 242 carries, you know, you know, for two years he's gone. Guess what? No one thinks about Michael Turner. Guess what? They'll do the same thing here with Matt Forte. Run the hell out of him. Get the success that you can with him and try to win football games. It's just ridiculous. It's, what it is, it's just bad play calling. Hey, Sonny. He wa- hey, he wanted to get paid, right? Now he's got to put the work in. And I, I do like yep. Forte today because uh, here's the deal. Miami gives up 135 yards rushing, almost 136 per game. Matt Forte is about to have a field day with this Dolphins defense. With this, That's if they call the Dolphins. right plays, Cuervo. That's the problem with this football team. Offensively, they can't get a correct call that in as right. for an offensive play to save their lives. I, I, I've well, never how, seen anything how, like it. How hard is it to call a handoff play? I mean, seriously. Uh, it, it, it will call a handoff when, they, when you know, it, that's not the hard play to call. It's when they're going to do it. They'll, they'll fill eight in the box and they'll run it right up the gut. I mean, you know, that's, you know, I don't know. It, it, it just seems it just seems to me that the coaching staff is the problem. Now, the coaching staff is a good one, okay? But he's a defensive-minded coach, okay? He came from Arizona leading that football team defensively, not as offensive coordinator. You know, I told him to go to Buffalo. He didn't get my memo. Um, and he, here we are today where they don't have an offense to get the job done. And you can say whatever you want about Ryan Tannehill. He can, he can maybe move the ball. But when you look at the Jets situation, or Ryan Fitzpatrick, if he's done belly aching about, oh, the, t- the, the team turned their back on me, oh, boo, freaking who? I mean, that tells me what kind of guts this team has. Like, where, uh, Tarvin, when you're talking NFL, it's about toughness. It's not about crybaby bullshit. And that's what you get at the quarterback position for the Jets. That's what you get. The Jets are going to lose the day, guys. It's just, I think they, they are, have too. No quarterback. They have no quarterback. Miami, yeah, they don't have the heart. They don't. They have the dumb coach. I mean, no, no, I'm not gonna say that. He's not a. He's a good. He's a pretty good coach. You just have to have. You just have to have a quarterback. And, and once a team sees that you, you don't have a quarterback, how many teams really have won a Super Bowl or made a deep run without a, a dynamic, great quarterback? You don't see it. And I think these Jets players realize. Guys, we're just sitting there spinning our wheels here. Tom Brady, this is his division. This is his league. Exactly. Uh, he sucks. And it's, it's like Miami's going to take advantage of that today. And Miami's not a good football team, but they're good enough to beat a sorry Jets team. So I think go. they are too. Tar- uh, Cuervo, who are you on board on this game? Sonny, I like the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. I think, uh, wow. you know, <clears throat> yeah, I like the Jets because 
I just think that uh, it's not very hard to call a running play, and I think they're going to do that. God, you know what? So, I, now you got me thinking, Sonny. <laughs> it, it wouldn't surprise me if Miami wins this game. God, man. Sometimes all you got to do is stop one guy. To, hey, Cuervo, Cuervo, a defensive coordinator has to stop one guy right now uh, if you're in Miami, and that's Matt Forte. Forget about everybody else. There's nobody good enough in reality. Uh, if you think – is Marshall still on this football team? That tells you how yeah. much of an impact he has there. He's on this football team, and I'm questioning whether or not he's there. He's not getting any kind of thing done out up there. So, there, you know, you don't have to worry about Brandon Marshall if – if you, want to, if you want to double down and stop somebody, you stop their main attack of what it should be. In reality, this is the running game, it, it, you know, as far as the Jets are concerned. So you stop Matt Forte, you win the football game. I, you, I, I think it is just as easy as you think it is for them to win, to run the ball. I think it's just as easy for them to put eight in the box and say, go ahead, Biatch, see if you can do it. And I, I just don't think they got – I don't think they have the talent enough offensively outside of Matt Forte to get the job done offensively, Cuervo. Maybe it's me. Oh, oh man. Oh, you know what? I'm going Miami. Forget this. Look, I'm looking at their at their schedule right now, what they've done so far this year. Barely beat Cleveland last week. The week yes. before that, the Jets beat them by, what, eight points? Week six, Arizona smoke-checked them. The week mm-hmm. before that, Pittsburgh smoke-checked them. Seattle smoke-checked them. Kansas City smoke-checked them. I think, uh, I think I'm going to change, yeah, change my picks. I'm going with the Dolphins at home. And I don't like the Dolphins I, I, at all. I don't like the No team. one does. I don't. No one does. No one likes them because they're not the Dolphins that, that you're used to seeing where, where you'll get some kind of offensive production, i.e., Dan Marino, okay, you know, and when they don't have that guy, everybody hates the Dolphins, okay? They need a guy that can go in there and take over the offense, and they haven't found it since Dan Marino. So that's one. They tried with Ricky Williams, but he couldn't keep the pot out of his mouth. So that was one of the problems down there. But take away from that, there hasn't been anybody in there enough to take over that team for everybody to like them. But it, it, it you know, it's smash mouth football. It's division football. And speaking of division football, it's the next game up on board, folks. I'm telling you, this is the game of the day. This one should be the marquee game. This one should be Sunday night, Monday night football. And I'm talking about an NFC East battle. Um, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles, who are four and three, go against the Giants, who are four and three. Oh, good, good goodness. This one's got. Smash mouth written all over it because this is not going to be a finesse game at all, Tarvin. This one's going to get ugly. And this is going to be an ugly, good football game, low-scoring football game here today. Yeah, I think the Giants at home get it done with Eli Manning at quarterback. I know that the one thing that concerns me is they can't run the football. The Giants can't. So it's just going to be a lot of passing the ball. And if he can't throw the ball without turning the ball over, they're in some trouble. Odell Beckham goes deep a couple of times in this game. But I just think at the end of the day, the Giants, I don't think the Eagles are as good as as a lot of people think. And I don't think the Giants are that good either. But, again, this is this week is really like who's the home team. That's who I'm going to take this weekend. And this is another game like this, the Giants at home in a division game. I don't know. Man, this is hard. I want to pick Philadelphia now that I'm sitting there talking like this. Well, oh, I, God. I'm going to take the Eagles in this game because they can't, the Giants can't run the football. 
If you can't run the football, well, smash mouth football, you're not going to win. So, well, that, that's Eagles. a good point. That's a good point. Smash mouth football usually means there's a running game involved. And that having been said, they get rid of Josh, Josh Huff. Um, they release him after he was arrested on the Walt Whitman Bridge. And that's the bridge that connects South Philadelphia to Jersey on Tuesday morning. Um, so he had, you know, he had a gun that was loaded. He had a loaded magazine, uh, which wasn't in the gun, but listen, it was still in his possession. And how about this, 50 grams of marijuana. That guy had to go. Um, and he was your leader. I mean, he was your leading wide receiver uh, kick returner. Um, so that is an off-the-field story that is Huge in reality in Philadelphia there, Cuervo. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And I, I think I like the Eagles, too, Sonny. Uh, the Giants can't score points right now. They can't score any points. That That's what I think. They can't the run. Yeah. They, and yeah, they have Eli good. Manning, their quarterback. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. You cannot stand <laughs> Eli. I know that. If you can't run, can. you can't win. They can't run the ball, and they just—I mean, the, the the offense was on fire at the beginning. Like that game against the Jets, my God! Or was it the Jets? No, it was against the—it uh, was against the um, the Redskins, I think, when Beckham went off for like two touchdowns in the last five minutes of the game uh, when he torched Norman. Was that the game? Am I thinking? Yes, the same game? that was the game. Yes. Yeah, and after that, that was all she wrote for the Giants' offense. It's gone. It's, it's MIA. It's missing in action. Like, I don't know where it went, but the Giants might want to find it. They might want to find that offense and, and bring it back to the team. Well, here's the deal. Just to let everybody know, as much as I hate Eli Manning, and I do, this game is in New York. That's number one. So th- that that's huge. They are in New York, yes. So, But here's the thing. And Cuervo, you're going to love me for this reference. They're going to win on last-second field goal by Robbie Gold, who was signed earlier this week to take over. Plus, the Giants are off the, just off the frickin' bye, okay? They should, be, they should be ready for this game. Home game after the bye, you sign Robbie Gold, and a game that's going to be Smash Mouth football, division game. It's going to come down to the last kick, and I think it's going to be on Robbie Gold's kick. And Robbie Gold's going to be the savior, and he's never going to leave uh, New York. It will be the last team he plays for in the NFL because he will retire a, a, a giant. So Robbie Gold getting rid of Robbie Gold, the Chicago Bears ought to be ashamed of themselves. Um, but that's what I'm looking at in this game. I'm going on oh. the other side. Sonny, I, I tell you, it could come down to Robbie Gold, but here's the deal. The reason the Bears got rid of him, he stopped, he stopped, he forgot how to make a field goal. You go back and watch. Go back and look. He was missing everything before they, the Bears let him go, and that's why they let him go. I mean, how do you go from being one of the most accurate kickers in the history of the NFL, not even being able to make a 35-yard field goal? How does that happen? I know how. And that's I know how. I know how you become a bad kicker after you've been so good is because the Bears suck, okay? And that's – and listen, I, and it's not no, because, sorry. you know, it, the, listen, 
Eugene, you've got an attitude problem on your football team, which is what the Chicago Bears have. Come on, Cuervo. The Bears haven't been the Bears for the last three years, okay? And, and it's because of attitude. And I'm going to tell you the problem with that football team is their head coach. Yes, I said it. John Fox, he is the problem. They brought him in because he was this defensive guru. Guess what? He sucks just as much, and that's the reason why he was out over in Denver as well. Well, I mean, he did. He had him in the Super Bowl, so I, I don't know. But I mean, you can argue all day that it's, it's yeah. And Peyton Manning obviously had a lot to do with that, but a lot. <laughs> I, I just, I, I think I just. It's like I told you when they when they got him, and then I know this isn't about the Bears. This isn't about the Bears. But since you mentioned it, you know I have to say something. So, you know. I really, it's like, it's like I said, dating, dating the, 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 you know, the, the good looking woman when she's 40, as opposed to when she was 30. Well, that's what the bears got. They got the 40 year old version of John Fox, as opposed to the better looking 30 year old back in his younger days when he was coaching the Panthers and he was coaching uh, uh, Denver back to a Super Bowl. Like that version, if the bears could have gotten that version of John Fox, then we're going places. So now we got the version of John Fox that he thinks certain things still work and they don't. And that, and now you're seeing the results. And so, and you can go back, Sonny, and you can listen. I've, I've always said that. I've always said, like, I don't know about this hiring because now he's a little bit older and he's stuck in his ways and maybe hasn't evolved to the to the new things that the NFL is doing. And, and, and that's yeah. what it's all about. You've got to evolve. You have to adapt to and that's the reason why Mike Ditka quit coaching. That's the reason. Why, that's the reason. Mike Ditka, as great as he was, could not adapt to the new players, and that's the reason why he was out in New Orleans. He says, "I can't coach him because he doesn't have but the Sonny, ability to Sonny. change what they know." But he's still Mike Ditka, all right. And I'm just that's that's true. I'm going to say about that coach. He's still coach. <laughs> so. Yeah, we've seen other players do it. So I'm 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 actually I'm going New York Giants in this game. You you both going Eagles? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going Eagles. All right, so there we go. We got it all set. The Eagles are you ready to rock and roll? I I we'll see if they can get the job done. I love division football in November. It just it it actually makes you know, makes my whole season. So let's do this now. We have to take a quick break. We got to hear from our sponsors. When we come back, we'll knock out the rest of the games that are up here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. We And we just lost Tarvin. Hopefully we'll get him back. Uh, we'll be back here in 341. We'll are you having back. trouble understanding Social Security planning? There are a lot of questions that have to be answered, like when does it make most sense for you and your spouse to start receiving Social Security? What is the impact of your Social Security benefits if you work during retirement? How much of your Social Security will be taxed each year? Let Nest Egg Wealth Advisors provide you with that direction to these decisions. Call our offices today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nesteggadvice.com for your complimentary guide to Social Security. When people call Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, they are generally unhappy when their air conditioner is not working. But really, they're worried. Are they calling the right people? Well, at Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning, service promised is service delivered. People of Rawlett have depended on us for over 25 years, so go ahead. 
Contact Stevenson's Heating and Air Conditioning at 972-475-3227 or visit them on the web at stevensonshvac.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costco Insurance. Serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance and save a ton. Costco Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance fun. Or check us out on the web at costoinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? Let Spirit Outfitters be your home for any of your specialty needs. Spirit Outfitters can do it all. Whether it's screen printing, custom apparel, spirit gifts, or embroidery, Spirit Outfitters has you covered. Need personalized apparel? We can do that. Want something just for you? We can do that also. Spirit Outfitters will let your imagination run wild. Give them a call at 972-412-3440 or visit their showroom at 3538 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 101 in Rowlett. Or check them out on the web as well at thespiritoutfitters.com. In 1998, Scooter's Coffee was born. Co-founders Don and Linda Eccles began their amazing journey when they opened up their first drive through coffee house in Bellevue, Nebraska. Their motto is, amazing people serving amazing drinks amazingly fast. Scooter's only roast from the top 10% specialty coffee beans in the world. And their specialty, the Caramelicious. If you're new to Scooter's, you can't go wrong with ordering this rich velvety caramel gem. So make sure you check out Scooter's Coffee, located at Rowlett Road in the 66 with a convenient drive through so you can get onto your business real quick. That's Scooter's Coffee, located in Rowlett. Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports news and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone can ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. So let's do this. Here's Sonny Clark. Back in hour number three of the Couch Potato Sports Show. Here, that being said, it's our Sunday morning tradition, week number nine of the NFL, as we are going over all the games that are set on the slate today, as we have been having some fun here in the third quarter of the fourth quarter in reality. We're, we're going to just take it right on there, and we're going to jump back into the games. Hopefully we'll get Tarvin back as we, uh, we just lost him. But the next board, game that's up on the board here on the Couch Potato Sports Show, and, and this is the reason why I love November. Okay? It's because of the games, the last two games that we talked about and the one that's up on the The four and three Pittsburgh Steelers. They're first in the AFC North, taking on the team that is third in the AFC North with the 3-4 record, that being the Baltimore Ravens. So Steelers-Ravens, division battle, love them. And guess what? This one's no different. However, as Cuervo said at the top of the uh, first hour, well, that was towards the towards the top of the second hour. Ben Roethlisberger could be back in the lineup after uh, missing a week out on the football field. Um, linebacker Terrell Suggs uh, wants him back out on the football field. He says 
he says, don't fall for it. He says, I saw this movie before about the possibility of uh, Roethlisberger being ruled out. And that having been said, he's thinking of the underdog in those great movies. Uh, but Ben Roethlisberger's not an underdog unless, obviously, he's not going to be in the lineup. Uh, if the Steelers are uh, underdog, it's because he's not in the lineup. Uh, so this one here, I, I can't even say in reality – uh, when I watched this football game uh, a couple weeks back, as the Steelers were taking on the Denver Broncos, I really thought that they would still be able to win the football game. Now, obviously, that didn't happen, but let's be honest. Baltimore is not Denver, and the defense is, you know, the defense is a pretty good one in Baltimore, but it's not Denver. I love Suggs and all, but it's not Denver. Um, that being said, Cuervo, this one here, AFC North matchup of the week in reality. Yeah. Go with it. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I, I, my, my computer slowed down, but hold on. I can do this. Hold on. Hold on. Right here. Right here. Where? Where is it? Where is it? It is right. 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 Where is it? Right here. You ready? Here it comes. Here we go. All right, Quervo. Breaking news. Audit Philippan, uh, I think your wish has come true because Sonny Ben Roethlisberger is active and will start against the Baltimore Ravens. Which, which in turn just makes me want to pick them even more. I had them, I, I had the Steelers in this game before, and the main reason is is that the offense for Baltimore is not going there. And you can th- you can take a look at the Steelers. You, you have Ben Roethlisberger in. That's number one. But man, their running game is amazing. They it, say whatever you want about Bell. Um, you know he likes to choke a little bit here and there, but this guy's got the goods in reality. Whether he's running the ball or where well, I think he's really more. Of valuable is when they throw him the football as well and they get him out in the open field. Absolutely, yeah. And, and you know, it's good to see Le'Veon Bell back as well. It, as far as I know, he's back. Uh, maybe I missed that out. I missed out on that too, that he's not playing now. But, um, yeah, I, the, the Steelers, man, Sonny, um, this is the time of the year, like we always talk about, when November football counts, when, when December football counts. Mm-hmm. The Steelers are that team that, that win a lot more than they lose. I mean, they, yep. they always come through when it matters most. And, and um, today, when you, when you said that uh, – It's a new season. The, well, yeah, and when you were like, oh, this needs to be the game of the day, this needs to be the Sunday or the Monday night game, I thought you were talking about this game. Because to me, this is still – probably the second best game you can get in the NFL right now. All right. To me, Steelers Bengals is the best, but Steelers Ravens is right there. Yep. It's It's right there with, with, Yeah, but you know what's interesting about this game, Cuervo is both teams are coming off the bye. Huge, huge, huge. Yeah. And, and I mean, in all reality, I mean, it benefits both teams because, you know, they, uh, I mean, obviously the Steelers had their injuries. I'm sure the Ravens did too. But now, so now when you see this game, there's no excuses about, oh, you know, um, we just played, a, uh, we had a short week last week or whatever the case may be. Both teams coming off the same amount of time off. And you're just going to, I mean, 
This is the Smash Mouth game of the day. This one right here. This needs to be the Sunday night game. This every time they play Sunday, this should be the Sunday night game. Every and this one's both times that they yeah both times that they play on the schedule, it, it should be the Sunday night game. And this this one here is really huge because of the fact that. Yeah, how are the Ravens going to react to a four-game losing skid? They go into the play, they go into the bye, losing the game. Um, that in their fourth game in a row, the Steelers, yeah, they lose, but you know, guess they have been Roethlisberger, okay? So it, it's almost acceptable in reality for the Steelers to lose that lose a game like that. But the way that the the Baltimore Ravens are, I'm telling you right now, there's something wrong with this coaching staff. I don't necessarily think it's the talent. I think it's, I think there is a problem uh, starting from top to bottom. And, and, and I'm talking about organization down to coaching. Um, of course you start off three and zero, everybody's handy and dandy, but guess what? A four game winning streak is just around the corner for you in a month. And that's what you've seen. You've seen a bad month of football coming from the Baltimore Ravens and it doesn't get any better this week with the Steelers. Absolutely funny. Sorry about that. I was getting an income call, so I, I missed part of what you heard. But, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not sure exactly what you're talking about, but, I mean, this is still um, – I mean, maybe there's a lot of pressure going on in Baltimore. Maybe, you know, there is just kind of like, hey, John Harbaugh, just, if we don't make the playoffs, you're fired. And it, it, when, when you get told that as a, as a coach, I can only imagine the amount of pressure that puts on you as a head coach. And now, I mean, it gets to the point where you start to become real desperate and you start to do things that you normally don't do. But that, yeah. just, that just goes yeah. into, you know, that goes into the character of, of who John Harbaugh is, how, who, the, who the, the coaching staff, who they are. And, you know, I mean, maybe, and maybe that's bad as they are because they're starting to do things that they normally don't do. My thing, if you want to threaten to, to fire me, that's fine. But I'm not going to change anything because guess what? If you fire me today, John Harbaugh, telling you right now. Absolutely, John Harbaugh, really. Will, he, will, he, would not, he would have no problem finding another job somewhere else. And if I'm John Harbaugh, that's exactly my mindset. You know, not, that, not that he's cocky about his ability as a quarterback. At the same time, though, come on. You're, you've won a Super Bowl, okay, um, and you have been consistently good, with the exception of last year because of an injury. But they've been consistent as a team, Sonny. They've made the playoffs. They've gotten to an AFC Championship game, you know, and, and they fell short, of, you know, most of the time. But but to be in the mix in the AFC, that's not easy to do because you have to. I mean, you got to go through New England. You got to go through Denver. You got to go through Pittsburgh. Kansas City. I mean, the AFC is is, is a, it's not an easy thing to do to get to that AFC goal when it comes to the playoffs. And the Ravens have been very consistent year in and year out. So I'm telling you, yeah. if if the if the Ravens were to fire John Harbaugh, I'm John Harbaugh. I'm not worried about finding employment somewhere else. It's going to happen. Nope. No, he'd be the hottest commodity on the, on the <clears throat> coaching carousel. In reality, he'd be he, he, like you said, he'd have a job tomorrow. Uh, he'd be in contract talks with somebody and then figure out where he's going to end up going. He'd have a lot of time to get it done. 
And you can say whatever you want about John Harbaugh. John Harbaugh's got the goods. He's got the he's got the hardware. We always talk about what's the important thing about a, a, a football team and a coach is do they got the hardware? Do they got the goods? And you say whatever you want about Baltimore and their Super Bowl championship. And not only that, I mean their Super Bowl championship with no quarterback. I mean, so you've you got everything that you need. Uh, in reality, with the coach with John Harbaugh, for any other football team that would be looking for a head coach. And uh, he wouldn't be looking for very long for a coaching job. I think you're absolutely right. But this game right here, um, you say whatever you want. I mean, this one this one is a big one. It, it is. And the problem with that is, is that I don't even know where to pick in this game if unless I go ahead and go do the Brian Tarvin, just pick the home team. And I just lost uh, Cuervo as well. Hopefully I'm still on air. Um, that, that having been said, it, it's going to be a very interesting position for everybody uh, in this game, uh, you know, whether or not that a team can get the job done. And right now, the guy that's feeling the pressure of getting the job done is John Harbaugh. It, it's not Mike Tomlin, even though I, you know, I think he needs to be a guy that needs to go too. But it's not him either. And same thing with him. If they get fired, he'd be on, he'd be on a different football team next year as well. So these two teams within this division bring it on, and they bring it week in and week out. And the question will be: Is will they be able to bring it week in and week out? And um, it, it, when you get a matchup such as, as a huge one that this one is, you gotta you gotta figure it out now. You got Ben Roethlisberger back at the quarterback position. I was picking the Steelers in this game before that, and that was with Landry at the quarterback position. And we can say whatever we want about Landry. Guess what? Uh, he's not a good quarterback. Where the game is probably going to be won is going to be with the legs of Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell's got the goods. He's got the goods, and I think he's got enough to get the job done as well, um, even by himself, because he's that kind of dynamic player that can get that job done. And you can't say that a lot about uh, players, where one guy is so dominant that he can get the job done better than most. And I think that's what you get with Le'Veon Bell. You get the running game. And and Jarvin even said it, in a game like this, if you don't have a running game, let's be honest, Ravens don't have a running game. And in a game like this, it's about the running game. It is about the, whether or not it can get done. And here's another thing. Ben Roethlisberger doesn't have to be fantastic to win this game, and that's another advantage Steelers in this one. Even though they get him back, you don't have to be great. This has to be big, big. He just has to stand in there. He just has to be able to make a play here and there and let the legs of Le'Veon Bell and other players do their job. And more than the fact, he's just got to let his wide receivers get him the yak of the yak so he doesn't have to throw deep, the ball deep downfield. And if they can maintain that kind of offense, I think they got this game, and I think they got it easily. And we lost Cuervo. I'm not sure when we're going to get it back. But that having been said, uh, he, he had to take a call, which usually means that it's work-related. Um, but I'm going to go – I'm taking the Pittsburgh Steelers in this game. And no great big surprise to me on where they are. So uh, Steelers and Ravens going to be another good one. Like, it's always a good one. So the question will be is 
who will come out on top. And the AFC North, man, those two teams fighting the battle, I agree with Cuervo. This game should be on a Monday or Sunday night game. The, the, the Eagles and Giants should be Sunday night football. This should be the Monday night football game. I'm right there with him. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take the Steelers in that game. Next up up on the list, I'll get Cuervo's picks when he calls back. I, I'm pretty sure he'll call back. If not, he'll, oh, there it is. Let me see here. Let me see what the message is. He'll be back in five. So we'll get his picks here in a moment. We'll head on to the two and five Carolina Panthers and the Los Angeles Rams. Carolina going cross country. I, I, I just don't even think this is a game. Are we going to see, listen, November, December. Okay. They are going to take that time and find out that the Carolina Panthers can get the job done. Now, will it be too late because of what Atlanta is doing after they obviously, they got the victory on Thursday night, and it makes that division totally weird. And what I'm talking about is weird is when you look at the NFC South, Atlanta's 6-3. and three. Carolina gets this win, they'll go 3-5. and five. Okay? So that having been said, when you look at the rest of the team, the rest of this division, okay, you don't have any teams in the AFC or the NFC South that are on the bottom. All the other ones are playing today. And so when you look at that game and where it is on the list of importance, now Atlanta already played, got their victory, so they're already in the books. Tampa Bay lost. They're in the books. So it's these two in this division. And that having been said, when I look at the Panthers, this is an opportunity for them to get back into some sort of semblance within the division. They'll move to three and five out of the season. They're better than the Buccaneers, okay? And frankly, I'll be honest with you, I think they're better than the Saints. And not because of the quarter, I think the defense of the Saints is their big liability. It's their big red flag. But right now, they're four games in reality behind the Atlanta Falcons right now. Four games. That is going to be a, a really, I don't know. If Carolina goes on a roll, will they make a play for the playoffs? You know, Because when you look at the East, I think only one team's coming out of there. I think only one team's coming out of the North as well, and I only think one team is going to come out. Some one of these three divisions are going to get a team within. And frankly, I think it, I think it could be Carolina, as much as I don't want to admit it. But right now, there's nobody in the NFC that I'm scared of, except the Atlanta Falcons, and what they're doing offensively is crazy good, and you look at the NFC, Dallas, I don't know if I'm afraid of them. They're 6-1, but I don't know if I'm afraid of them. I know I'm not afraid of the Minnesota Vikings who are leading their division at 5-2, and And the Seahawks, you know, they're pedestrian. They're 4-2, okay? They're 3-1-1. They got a tie on them, but, you know, as the Arizona Cardinals and you didn't score. Hey, listen, the, there, there's nobody in the NFC that that's why it's so easy for me to think that the uh, Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. There's not a team in the NFC right now. Not one team. 
that can beat the Patriots except Atlanta, and they would have to have a great game, a mistake-free game for Matt Ryan, and I don't know if, if Matt Ryan's capable of doing that against an intimidating team that are the Patriots. So when I look at this game in a whole and I see the importance of this game, the Panthers, they're two and five, you know, the winless on the road, they're on the road, but the Rams are you know, they're god awful three and four. Jeff Fisher right now, I'm telling you right now. I I I think Jeff Fisher is one of the problems with the Rams. Teams enter this game right now, they got they got questions at the quarterback position, especially up there. I uh, drafted uh, rookie quarterback Jared Goff. Um, he he uh, number one overall, you know, pick. The rookie hasn't even seen the field yet. Case Keenum is beating him out, man. That's the scary thing. Case Keenum is a is beating out your guy that you 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 know put the franchise on his shoulders. And Case Keenum, who struggles. All the time. So now the national media and the Los Angeles folks, all right, they, they everybody wants them to start, but Fisher continues to state and defend Keenan. And I don't know if that's the smart thing to do. I mean, look at the success of rookie quarterbacks right now. Why are they successful? Because they don't have enough film. And golf is even, even better. I mean, that's right. there's no film on him on the NFL level, so you don't know what you're going to get with him. So whether or not they can get that job done is going to be different. But right now, the defending NFC champions being that, obviously, the Panthers, they need to get Greg Olson more involved in the games because right now Greg Olson is not involved in them. And the Rams secondary, that struggles. It, Especially against tight ends. I'm going to tell you right now, you're writing a blank check for Greg Olson to have a big game. So, whether it's the Panthers rushing the tank attack that's ranked top five in the NFL right now, okay? And the return of Jonathan Stewart last week after he missed three games with a hammy. And you, you, you just got to, you're just getting guys back. Rams on the other on the other side, defensive front. I'm going to tell you right now, I love Aaron Donald. I think he's missing Laronidas, though. But that defense is only allowing 4.9 yards an attempt. So if the Rams front seven defenders can stop Stewart, you know Los Angeles should be able to win the game. That's the question, will they be able to get it done? Because here's one thing that the Panthers do, okay, and have the two-headed monster. That is Stewart as well as Cam Newton. You put too much attention on Newton, Stewart's going to go off. You put too much on Stewart, it's a double-edged sword. You don't, it's going to be something that's going to go I'm actually going to pick the Panthers in this game. They're on the road. They're not a good roading team. They haven't won on the road. It's time for them to win on the road. they got to start winning on the road. Why? Because their schedule, their, their record tells them they do. They're three and four, seven games in. Got nine more games to go. 
They can ill afford to lose a game two or worse. I like that. They're two and five. They're seven games in. They got nine games to go. They have got to get the win against Los Angeles Rams if they're really going to be considered a playoff team. And right now they're not. But I think they got enough to get over the hump and get to Los Angeles. I think they can get the job done here. And whether or not they are good enough, that will that will be the question. Is completing what they think that they can and cannot do. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm taking Carolina on this. We're keeping our eyes open for Cuervo. Get us back in and get us back rolling. That having been said, we got to continue the show as we got some more games to talk about. Let's talk about the next game that's up on board. And it's not a good game. It's the Saints and the 49ers between both of them. Team games been played. They've only won four between the two of them. And San Francisco playing host to the Saints in week number nine of an NFL season usually has headlines. This one does. And as I haven't been said, you look at the Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, man, 214, 308 passes for 2,366 yards. And he's not even halfway through the season. He gets this game of passing. The guy is going to throw for over 5,000 yards again on a bad football team that cannot get out of this division. And I don't want to say this. I think Drew Brees needs a change in, in, in scenery. I really do. Drew Brees could be a starter on any of the football teams out there, the ones that have got the quality to maybe go out and win. And Drew Brees still has it. 2,366 yards. He's completing 70% of his passes. 18 touchdowns to five interceptions. A passer rating that's 104.7. What the hell is the defense doing to help you win games? Nothing, because they haven't won it. Sean Payton's got to get that defense figured out. Sean Payton needs to realize that they've got it now. You know, they put their trust in Orion, and that was number one problem. Number two, they didn't replace him with anything wonderful. That's another problem. But defensively is where this team has given it up. And I'm going to tell you right now, if the San Francisco 49ers beat the Saints, you, I, I, I don't, I'm not, I'm picking the Saints, by the way. I'm not expecting it. But I'm going to tell you, this is a football team that would be totally decimated by this loss. And there would be no hope for this for the rest of the season. They go to three and five, and there's not enough time to to correct the defense that has been playing so damn bad. There's no way to to recover from it. And it, it goes back, okay, to a team where they lost by one point in week number week number one. I told you where the defense was at. They gave up 35 points. So that's the game by one. Who kept them in? Drew Brees. They lose by three to the Giants. Who kept them in the game? Drew Brees. 
They lose by 12 to the Atlanta Falcons to a breeze. Willie Sickney. They lose by one to the San Diego Chargers. How many points did they give up? 34. 34. Only one good game where they gave up 16 points. Still lost the game, though. But they gave up 45 points to Atlanta, 34 to San Diego, 38 to Carolina, and then they give up 27 to Kansas City Chiefs and turn around and get a win against Seattle where they only give up 20. Last week was a game where the defense was able to stop the, the, the Seattle Seahawks Offense really is pedestrian right now, and it just can't expect very much more from that. And and San Francisco has just got awful. They can't get out of their way, and they're just trying to get to 2017, 2018. They don't even care. This is done. But then again, they put this on themselves. They put this. They put this on themselves. Firing Jim Harbaugh two years ago was the biggest mistake this football team made as a franchise organization. Hiring of Chip Kelly wasn't the smartest thing either, and they'll have him gone after next year. So, Chip, enjoy Southern California for one more year. You're stuck there. And so so are the 49ers, and it's going to be ugly next year as well. I'm going to take the Saints in this game because they can score points, and San Francisco can't. And even though the Saints give up the points, they're not going to lose this game. Next board, game up on the board is a game that should be uh, it should be a Sunday night football game. It should be a Monday night football game, and it's not. Indianapolis Colts three and five. They're third in the AFC South. Take on the Green Bay Packers, who are four and three. They're second in the NFC North. They should be leading this division, but they're not. Why? Because the Minnesota Vikings are bitch slapping them all over the football field. But that could change with the resignation of North Turner as the offensive coordinator up in Minnesota. So this is the time for Green Bay to get back up on it, and it's a bad time if you're the Indianapolis Colts to get the Green Bay Packers. You're 3-5. and five. You're going to be 3-6 and six after today. And, and hopeless. I mean, can someone break it? Listen, I'll put it out there for you. If you're not going to protect your franchise quarterback, you're not going to win football games in the NFL. It is that simple. And that's what the Indianapolis Colts have chosen to do. And not only that, they don't have anything short up in the, in the secondary that tells you that Aaron Rodgers is going to have a hard time finding an open receiver. Aaron Rodgers is going to throw for 400 yards in this game. They are going to demolish the Colts. The Colts don't have anybody enough. It's not the fact they don't have any heart, okay? It's the fact they don't have the personnel. And there's a huge difference. You can have a bunch of whoops in there giving everything they got, and they got guts, but they don't have the right personnel out on the football field to get the job done, and that's going to be the huge point. When you look at this football team moving into the future, can they get the job done? And the answer is usually no. So as you look at it, 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 there's going to be a lot of things that are going in this game. But they're not going to be going the Colts' way. 
And the bad thing about that is, is they're going to get a Green Bay Packer team that is in a situation. Now, normally we would be talking about the two of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. We would be talking about this game on a Sunday night football, Monday night football game, talking about how great it was going to be. And the expectations of the uh, Indianapolis Colts, who were 3-5, and five, after opening up with back-to-back losses, um, we should be sitting right here talking about how great this would be. When, but here's the thing. The Chiefs, I mean, they just, they just skull-drugged, and to steal the term from – Tarvin, they skull drugged the Colts. And Chuck Pagano is in trouble. And he might be in enough trouble to where it could be his last game as the head coach. I honestly believe that. Indianapolis is just not doing good. Green Bay, the four and three, they lost two of the last three games, okay? It beat Chicago, and then and that was the team that had their third quarterback. But when you look at it, the Packers have been injury-plagued like you wouldn't believe. They lost on a last-second touchdown by Atlanta last week, and that was while they had the two top running backs with Eddie Lacy and Stark. Three corners, Sam Shields, uh, as well as Randall and Rollins, and two of the wide receivers, Randall Cobb and Montgomery, and then Clay Matthews, as well as Jared Cook out of the game. This one has the Packers all over it, especially if they get some of those guys back. I, I, I cannot believe one, two, three. They had 10 of their starters out of the game. And they darn near beat Atlanta last week. What makes you don't think they can't what makes you think they can't beat the Indianapolis Colts? Colts are going nowhere fast. And the secondary both of the secondaries, this could be a shootout, but I don't think even though Andrew Luck is putting up some big numbers. He's got 2,284 yards and 16 touchdowns. He's top 300 yards four times this season, okay? And the Packers secondary, you know, with the injuries and stuff, he can have a big game. But when these type of teams get together, I just I got to go – I just got to go – first of all, you got to like the home team. And second of all, you got to look at Andrew Luck and what's going on there. And Aaron Rodgers, you're looking on the other side. But right now, the Packers have got to figure out how they're going to get over being decimated with injuries, or it could be a long, 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 long game for them in reality. But I don't know, Cuervo, I don't see how the Colts get into this game in order to get the victory with the way the secondary is eaten up week in, week out, regardless of injuries. Hey, Sonny, I'm I'm back, of of course. Um, Yep. We're talking about Indianapolis Green Bay. All right. So, I hate the Packers still, just so you know. And, of course you uh, should. <laughs> but um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, Indianapolis' defense is garbage. It's terrible. Oh, I mean, it's horrible. It, 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 and horrible. that's been the true. It's been the same song for ten years now. Sonny is great offense, good quarterback, 
You know, that's been the Colts for the past 15 years. They've had good quarterbacks. But the defense is just not matching what the offense can do. And, and, and that's the problem with the Colts. And, and they're really, to me, one of the more disappointing teams in the league so far this year. So Yeah, um, absolutely. They should be dominating the AFC South. Yeah, and they're not. They're, they're, they're doing nothing, anything but that. And so – and they're lucky Jacksonville's playing as bad as they are, or else they'd be in last place. So, and, and the second, the secondary is what is the part of the garbage that is going to get exploited today. And, and not only that, they don't have a messenger to put too much pressure on Aaron Rodgers, which means they're going to give him too much time to throw the pick off. That means he's going to find the open man on the fourth and fifth second uh, that he needs in order to complete the pass. And then when you got the secondary that gives that up. And you're going to give Aaron Rodgers five seconds. You're just blowing out. It's going to be a blowout. Even though Andrew Luck can throw the ball, he's had a great season throwing the football, and the Panthers secondary is up, but they are in Lambda. And that place is intimidating going in regardless anyway. Yeah, it, it, this game could get ugly. This game could have get ugly, Sonny. And, yeah, I could, I could see it happening, but um, – you know, for, for Colts fans' sake, you better hope you keep it close because getting embarrassed up in Green Bay, that that's not how you want to kick off the second half of your season and blown out in, in Lambeau Field. But I have a feeling it could happen. I have a, I have a yeah. real strong feeling that that could very well happen. I swear, I, I'm calling for the blowout. This is my blowout game of the day. I think Aaron Rodgers throws for 500 yards and four touchdowns. They'll get two more on the ground and watch out. So it, it, it's a Green Bay all the way, and it's not because I'm a Green Bay Packer fan. I just I can I can read the defense, but you know, and if I see that I can throw the football all day long on the secondary, and I'm the best quarterback in the NFL, I'm going to go out trying to have my best game of the year right up against the football team and going up against the luck. Andrew, look, go ahead. And by the way, that's that's my fantasy lock of the week. Aaron, if you've got Aaron Rodgers, you better put him in. I don't care if you have Tom Brady. Start Aaron Rodgers. Start Aaron Rodgers. 500. 500 yards today. It's going to happen. And it's not even going to be worth watching, but at least, at least this week there is four afternoon games that we'll see on Red Zone. Let's go to the other game that I've already talked about, New Orleans and San Francisco. Um, you know, mm. Drew Brees is still getting the job done. The defense for the, uh, the New Orleans Saints on average is giving up 28 points a game, but San Francisco's not scoring enough in order to make that relevant. I got New, uh, New Orleans. That could possibly be a blowout, but I think Green Bay will be bigger. Well, but it's here like this, Sonny. If you think Aaron Rodgers is going to throw 500 against Indianapolis, Drew Brees, he's going to break. He's going to break the record today. Most passing yards in the game. He's going to get 600 today against the 49ers. It's God. And, and the reason the reason I say don't the reason I have Aaron Rodgers as the lock is compared to Drew Brees. New Orleans is going to beat him so bad off the start that they're just going to run the ball the whole fourth quarter. Exactly. Andrew Brees yep. will be out of the game. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you don't want to lose it, and they got to figure out what they're going to do defensively next year in order to keep Drew Brees interested in coming back to New Orleans, Carolina, and L.A. Um, it, it, you know, I 
there's just not a lot to talk about except if Carolina wants to be in the discussion for the playoffs. And it, you've got to be L.A. out on the road to prove that you can do it. And the, here's one of the problems. They haven't won a road game all year long. It's got to start this week in L.A. Yeah, Sonny, the, the sleeping panther is awake. Uh, uh, it looks like, looks like Carolina is back to the team that they were last year. Um, they've been playing some good football the past couple of weeks. I think it continues today. Uh, they have no trouble against this Rams this Rams team. Todd Gurley, Sonny, bench him if you've got him on your fantasy team. Do not start Todd Gurley. I'm telling you right now, don't do it. They will be all over him crazy. I mean, Gurley may have the talent, but they don't have the rest of the team enough. To, to make him successful. The offensive line in L.A., you know, is going to be gobbled up by the defensive front four of Carolina, and that's going to be – it's going to spell trouble all day long for the running game. So, yeah, I don't – even though I like Todd Gurley, they just don't have enough on the offensive line right now uh, to get the job done in order to protect them to be, you know, to be somewhat successful. So, um, mm-hmm. that leads. That leaves three more games that we're going to get through here in the next 15 minutes, and it starts right now. It starts with the next game that's up up on the board for us here on the Couch Potato Sports Show as we cover them all. The Tennessee Titans with San Diego. This one's going to be good. This one's going to be a good game of bad teams, but I think Philip Rivers and Marcus Mariota, this one right here, I want to just pick the home team. Um, and mainly reason why is San Diego can score up to the third and a half quarter, and that might be enough to take over the Tennessee Titans uh, this week. I don't know. Long road trip for Tennessee, going from uh, east to west. In reality, we've gotten this one. Uh, you know, Sonny, I, I, we were talking about Tennessee earlier, and, I, and I'm really surprised how well they're playing. Uh, now they make a long trip, like you said, to San Diego. And, uh, you know, they're playing in the late afternoon, uh, at least on the, on the East Coast time it's late afternoon. I don't think it's really going to make any effect, though. I think, uh, I think Tennessee comes out, and uh, they, uh, I think they, get the, I think they win an important road game because it is an AFC opponent. So when you're talking playoffs, I mean, you've got to get those conference games. You've got to win those games against the AFC. Um, you know, because it could come down to certain tiebreakers and whatnot. So winning those AFC conference games are very important. So, and you may not, people may not see it now, Sonny, but this game is very important to the Titans if they're going to make a run at a wild card spot. So I like Tennessee. That was going to be my point is is because as much as I love what DeMarco Murray's doing for them, as much as I like the Tennessee Titans and pick them to finish second in their division, the, the Chargers are still not going to win either. They got some natural battles to go, but Philip Rivers can get the job done. And they have been scoring quick. In the first and second quarter, this team has been able to put up big numbers. And I don't know if Marcus Mariota has enough eight within his particular fortitude in order to get back into a game after he's down maybe two and a half touchdowns in the game. That's one of the things that I look at Marcus Mariota as far as where he is in his progress. When they get down in the game, who does he handle it? Because this is a typical team, the San Diego Chargers, that gets out to that quick start. And I, I don't know. Can Tennessee hold them? Will they go ahead and get the 
know that DeMarco Murray is on pace to run for 1,500 yards this season, which is incredible regardless. Um, but the question will be, is the maturity of Marcus Mariota to get the jump down, being down, I, I would say they're going to be down 17 at some point in this game. Yeah, so interesting. You know, you're uh, you you're fading in and out quite a bit with uh, your with your mic or wonderful. Or, Thank you. Yeah, so I just want to make sure you're aware of that. But um, but yeah, I mean, if if San Diego's down 17 in the fourth quarter, this game's sunny. This game's over. Uh, I'm sorry. I mean, as, you know, San Diego, as much as they've improved the last couple of weeks in the fourth quarter, um, you know, Tennessee's Tennessee's defense is physical. Um, they're not going to really give anything up. Uh, you're going to have to earn uh, coming back in this game. I think that's what you were talking about, Tennessee being up 17. Or maybe you were referring no, to San Diego. No, vice versa. I was, my, my thinking was if San Diego, at some point San Diego is going to be up uh, 17 in this game. And so whether Marcus Mariota will have the maturity to be able to be handled being down in order to get the victory. Because San Diego is going to get off to a quick start. They will have 24 points by halftime. This is a football team that scores quick and often in the first half of a football game. And it will be whether or not Mariota can keep up with it. Well, I, and, and I'll counter that argument, Sonny, by saying, well, if that does happen, you know, does San Diego finish the job? Because that's, that's the big thing. That's going to be the question. The that, that, that's the thing. Because I can very well see Mariota be that quarterback in the future that can can be a guy that can lead fourth quarter comebacks and could be one of the better uh, uh, you know guys in, in quarterbacks in the NFL when it comes to fourth quarter comebacks. I mean, hell, Jay Cutler is one of the top fourth quarter comebacks in the NFL, but what do we think of him? You know, yep. he's, he's not, he's nothing to write home to mama about as he like to say, but you look at the numbers, Jay Cutler is one of the top quarterbacks when it comes to fourth quarter comebacks. So, and I think that's what Marcus Mariota can be. He could be a good quarterback, not great, not terrible. He's not, he's not at uh, you know, Brady Rogers uh, level, but when it comes to fourth quarter comebacks, I think Mariota can be that guy in the future. It's going to be really questionable because right now, as you look at the Chargers, uh, they're kind of a long shot for the for the wild card. They trailed Denver, Oakland by three games in the AFC West, so that's going to be huge. That's why the outcome in this game is important to them as far as Denver. They're on the bye, and Oakland, I think Oakland's on the bye as well. So um, let me look here. Um, on the week, uh, it is Mark that. Neither one of them are on there, so that's right because we've been talking about their game. So, um, that it's going to be a big one here for the Chargers, and I, I, I don't know. I don't know if Marcus Mariota can get the job done. I want to see more from him before I think that they could come back. And even against the team that gives up the fourth quarter, I still want to see Marcus Mariota do it before I trust him to get it done. That's the, and looking looking at that one because I did you know this, the game that we're going to talk about here next. Uh, Cuervo here on the couch potato sports show. By the way, who you got? I, I'm going to go ahead. I'm taking the Chargers in this game. Who do you got? I'm going to go on the other side, Sonny. I'm going to take the Tennessee Titans. So that being said, it leads into uh, the Chargers needing this win because guess what? 
We got a big time game coming up. It's the AFC West Showdown. A big, big time. We're talking about the Broncos in Oakland. And man, man, oh man. This one is a nice setup for Sunday Night Football because I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think the NFL thought the Oakland Raiders were going to be where they're at right now at 6-2 and two leading this division, and they're going up against the 6-2 and two Denver Bronco football team, and Oakland's already got a victory over them this year in the division. That having been said, that plays up for a great Sunday Night Football game, and I'm actually going to sit down and watch this one. This one's going to be a good one. Oh, it's going to be a very good one, Sonny. I mean, I, I can't wait to see the, the 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 matchup of the Raiders' offense against the Bronco defense. I mean, I think that's what we're all looking forward to. The difference yeah. is going to be on the other side, though. You know, how does how does the Raiders' defense perform against Simeon and the Broncos' offense? I mean, here's the thing. You know, now the question is to me: What is Denver doing with the running game? C.J. Anderson's out for the year. Um, yep. And so who's running the football for the Broncos? Who's running the football for them? They they let uh they let uh Hillman walk away, so he's not with the team anymore. Now now they have to rely on um oh heck, I don't even know who it is, to be honest with you. I I, I can't remember who the who the running back for the Broncos is now. So, well, it, it, it's going to be Devontae Booker, I think. Or either that or Bibbs are going to be in there. But I think it's going to be Devontae Booker. Um, and he's out of, uh, I think it's Utah State, I think. Um, and so I don't think, I don't, I don't think much of him. I just know he's good. I, I, I obviously have to see him at, at, with an NFL talent where he's going to be. Um, yeah, here it is. Here's the, uh, Depth chart. It is Booker, then Bibbs, and then Quan uh, Thompson. Um, those are the three. Uh, Devontae Booker, I think, has got the ability. I, I, you know, I just don't know a lot about him because obviously where he came from. You, you know, I mean, you, when you look at Devontae Booker, you know, and what he's all about, uh, he comes out of Utah, not Utah State. You know, that's that's not a football team that usually runs the football. Utah usually has got a passing attack. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, so. that's – Well, I mean, I think Devontae Booker's from Florida State. So, I mean, I could see I could see him making some things happen. Um, but, you know – No, Devontae Booker's actually from Utah there, boss. Oh, I th- okay. I thought you were talking about uh, the other guy. Okay, so I thought no. Booker, Booker's going to be Booker's in the top at least on the on the depth chart if you believe their website. You know, pretty much they keep that up. Uh, you know, straight. Especially you know, you had guys who were hurt, so they don't really have a you know any any reason to yeah. hide it in reality. So uh, the fact of the yeah. matter is, but but man, this this one AFC West. This we talked about it. In games like this within the division, and Tarvin's right. You got to run the football. I don't think they're, they're running football for the Broncos is going to be there for them in, in today's game. Oakland it knows how to suck up the suck up the run. It's it, this is a isn't it nice to be able to talk about the Oakland Raiders being a good football team when I I thought at one point I think actually when I met you is when I thought they were starting to get good. But, of course, then they had some bad coach coaching firings. But, you know, it's nice to talk about the Oakland Raiders being a good football team. 
It is, and it makes it teams like that make the NFL more exciting to watch. When certain teams Absolutely. win certain sports, uh, I mean, and trust me, I'm not saying this because I'm a fan, but you got to think about the magnitude of how many people watched the World Series because the Cubs were in the World Series. Exactly. If it's Indians, if it's, if it's Indians versus Dodgers, no offense to Dodger fans, but people outside of L.A. and Cleveland, who's really watching? Who's really watching outside of those two cities? Not a lot of people. So, um, but the fact that you know, when certain teams are good, when the Raiders are good, when the Steelers are good, when the Packers are good, when the, even the New York Giants have a pretty big fan base, when those teams are good, Sonny, that's when people want to watch. They want to see, man, you see what the Raiders are doing? And people get interested and they want to see. They want to watch. This, this team tonight is going to get a good TV rating. If you go in and you look, it's going to be a highly rated watch Sunday night football game. And it's about time because the ones that we've had in the past couple of weeks, stinkers, absolute stinkers. So, oh, God, yeah. You know, but, but tonight I think it's going to be a good one. Uh, I think the NFL got it right with this one. And I want to see Derek Carr against that Broncos defense because that tells you right there tonight, okay, this guy's real deal, or maybe he was just beating up on bad teams. We're going to find out tonight which one it was. Absolutely. I think you're right, because when you look at when you look at an Oakland Raider team, where they are as far as what they've done so far this season, you know, you, you've got to look at it and go, this is impressive. It really is. But you, you still go back to the fact, will they be able to get the job done against that good team? And not only that, a good team within the division. Now, they're at home. They should be able to get this victory. Whether or not they blow it, that's going to be always the big question as well because if they don't put it up on the board and they don't score here, um, you've got to start asking questions. Will they be able to continue the success? And, you know, say whatever you want, you want your team in the playoffs. Without, or want your team within the playoffs, but will they be able to handle the better teams within within the playoffs? And we we won't know that with Derek Carr for a while, unless he, unless they are actually successful this year. So um, it, it it is what it is. It should be an interesting one here tonight uh, on Sunday Night Football. I'm I'm actually gonna I'm. I'm actually going to say the um, Oakland Raiders for tonight. Who do you got in tonight's game? Uh, you know, Sonny, I, 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 as much as I love the Raiders, this game's in Denver, okay? And Denver's not an easy place to win a game. And and I think Derek Carr... Uh, the, 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 game. the game's actually in Oakland, boss, just to let you know. The game is oh, actually is in Oakland. Oh, crap. Yes, it is. Somebody told me it was now in you Denver. Got it. Okay. <laughs> yes, it is Oakland. I have to... I got to retract what I said a little bit, though. So, um... You know what? I don't know. I think I still I, I still may stick with what I said. I, I got a good defense. He, yeah, and... and, and and I think this is the first time they're playing this year, is it not? Uh, no, the Oakland Raiders um, actually beat them earlier this year in in Denver. So that that was the shock of the year in reality. Oh, okay. Wow, I've, I'm really behind. 
I'm really <laughs> but you have a right to be. You know, you know, you're on deployment. You know, you have a right to not necessarily know know all that stuff. There, it's a little bit harder for you to grab that information than it is for us. So, you know, it it, it is what it is. So, uh, so, it, it, so I'm going Raiders. I, you know, I I I want to switch it because I think the Denver Broncos defense is really really good. I think they're good, but the way that Derek Carr got that victory last week. Just never give up attitude. That's the right kind of attitude for a quarterback. That's why I like. I got to put it out there. I like Derek Carr. Yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, they. Uh, I'm looking right now, Sonny. They actually haven't played yet. They they play today, and they don't play again until uh, New Year's Day. So week seventeen. Oh, okay. Then I'm. I wonder what I'm thinking of. Who beat someone beat Denver that had no business beating them? I thought it was Oakland. Thank you very much. I, I, I was incorrect about that. Yes. Um. I know one of their losses was against. Uh, I'll tell you right now. So. Oh, uh, it was the Chargers. Oh, was it San yeah, Francisco that beat them, or was it the Chargers? We well, week two, San Francisco beat. Oh, I'm sorry, I'm looking at something else. Um, it was the yeah, Chargers actually, actually, that beat them, and the Arizona Cardinals beat them. Yep. Wait, that's preseason so. too. Damn it! I keep looking at preseason games. Atlanta, and it was just like what two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It was like three weeks ago. Uh, that Atlanta beat them. The Atlanta Falcons beat Denver. I'm looking yeah, at who, here, who, honey. who was their second loss? Was it was it San Diego? It was San Diego. They lost two weeks in a row, yep. so they were right. Got they it. were uh, so, like four and zero, and then they lost two games. Got it. So huge stuff go. as we. Yeah, it it, it it is what it is. It, it's still going to be a good one as we're in a little bit overtime, and that's fine. Um, let's just get the at least get it on record. Who do you have for our Monday nights? Buffalo Bills in Seattle. In Seattle. Buffalo four and four second in the East. Um, Seattle Seahawks four and two. They're first in the West. I've got Seattle all day on this one, just because there's just not going to be enough offense. I'm going Buffalo, Sonny, because Percy Harvin's back for the Bills. Oh, good God, you're a liar. You you can't tell me you're going to pick the uh, Buffalo Bills because they got Percy Harvin back. You're gonna uh, you're, you're gonna, gonna take that stretch. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know me too well, Sonny. You know me too well. Yeah, yeah, of course I'm yeah, I, I, yeah, and and not only that, they're getting better, which really makes me mad because I really thought this would be the year that Pete Carroll and them, you know, fell off the wagon and this weren't the team that they're gonna be. So, but having said, it is what it is. So that that's it. We did a three-hour stretch here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Anything else before we're out of here, Cuervo? Uh no, Sonny. Uh, go Bears. They're not gonna win today, but they're not gonna lose either. So. Yeah, hey, there you go. So you know, it's been a long time since uh, it's been a long time since 2015, going on you know, uh, 16, you know, what 31 years. So you know, we got to get that done. So that's gonna do it for us on the Couch Potato Sports yeah. Show. And so uh, we'll get you next week as well. So that's going to do it for us here, everybody. Have yourself a good one. Enjoy Red Zone. Uh, it's kicking up now. 
Uh, we'll check you next time. Uh, don't forget this week, a pregame show for the playoffs for the Rowland Eagles, as well as the game on Saturday at 1 p.m. against the Capel Cowboys. We'll see you then here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>